following program may contain coarse language, suggestive dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. everyone and welcome to this live episode of the Tsunami Faithful Podcast. Yes, we're actually live this time. My name is Paul Biscrillo, the founder of TsunamiFaithful.com, and I have with me today your regular host, Sketch. And I have with me coming out of the shadows. Fuck you, Paul. Here's Samurai Derail Maddox. And then we have the only girl on tonight. <laughs> Sneezy, but still very happy, Kuro. And then we have... CJ Jr. on as well. I feel like that's kind of an honor. Um, <laughs> editorial writer VLord GTZ. And then bringing up the rear tonight is none other than our editor in chief. That's me. Back by unpopular demand. CJ, I'm here. Not for long, but I'm here. <laughs> yes. Uh, and there, there's a reason you're not going to be here for long. What, what did you and Sketch just do? I, we might as well announce it while we're oh. live. Yeah, we probably probably should um so sketch and i had the very rare and amazing opportunity to have a chat with dana swanson and steve bloom the host of toonami uh we had a little interview uh this was set up by paul i think like i don't necessarily know how but you know paul worked his magic it, it well things happened actually, actually for once didn't adult swim like ask us yes oh yes it's been exactly. a long day <laughs> Yes, did Paul I, sit on the casting couch? <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, like I did. They, they asked us, like, I want to say Monday or Tuesday, if we wanted yeah. to do that. And we're like, yes, yes, immediately. <laughs> yes. So look for that to come here in the next day or two, depending on. I don't think we'll really have to make any edits, but it's up to these two guys. And we'll just go from there and do what we got to do. I actually got audio from that from Adult Swim. So. I guess this should be uh, the best quality possible, right? I would hope so. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't they wouldn't let us record. So that's the one recording we get. <laughs> no take backsies. <laughs> no take backsies. It's uh, is as good as it can possibly sound <laughs> after <Yes>. editing. <laughs> Did you so. see uh, Dana's note on Twitter? She sent us a little video shout out. Not us, but all Toonami faithful. I thought that was no. really sweet. Now that I did, now that I did do, I did email Dana and said, hey, maybe you should put a video up and tell everybody. And she did. So Super sweet. And really cool. It was really cool to see how much Twitter was flooded with Toonami love. Even from Netflix. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Even Netflix. I was, uh, I was taken <laughs> aback by the Cartoon Network Twitter account. Like, oh, Cartoon Network acknowledging their history. Oh, nice. <laughs> That was a cute, you know, beautiful, like, little video screenshot, whatever it was. It, it looked really cool. I <laughs> I would love for them to do more press releases like this because it, it actually, ironically, brought attention to Toonami, finally. And it's like, I feel like more people were talking about it. And they're like, I'm like sitting here going, okay, um, 
Where were all of you guys? <laughs> Tsunami why you has promote existed for, people, don't for 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, so. I think I'm about to show that to Jason tonight, man. <laughs> oh, Lord. Shut up, Paul. Don't tell you're me. Not gonna you. do, you're not going to do what I think you're going to do, are you? Maybe, maybe not. Who oh, knows? fuck. Let me, let, do you want to tell the story? I mean, we're live on, we're live. This Go is ahead and tell the story because you love it. I do love it. and it's Go hilarious. ahead and tell the story. All right, so this motherfucker right here, I can swear on here, so whatever. Um, this motherfucker over here, who likes to drink, decides he's gonna get one of those <laughs> barrels at the hotel while we're when we met Jason and Gil and ironically Steve. And I'm sitting there going, "What are you doing?" And then all of a sudden, like Jason's mid conversation, I don't even remember what he was saying. He he, but then he like turns to Darrell, points at the thing, goes, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my lord. Mike Durrell, what are you doing? Please don't don't ruin this for us, please. <laughs> this is the first Dude, time. That drink was meant for four people. I finished it by myself and walked out of the bar like a boss when we was done and was up before you that morning. And if you're wondering why we're regaling these stories, it's because we're celebrating today. It's yes. celebration as as the great Rick James once said, it's a celebration, bitches. Yes, it, it is. is. It's time. Toonami has reached its 25th anniversary, and it's absolutely insane to think about that because, holy fuck, how did it last this long? It is freaking mm. amazing. I mean, it did I, take I a break. It, it did, did take, take a, a It went to college. It was out for about four years, right? It had to stay to college. <laughs> it had to get stronger. It went to college, and now it, it can be for adults. Really? Yeah, that, that's a great analogy. See, that, you just found the title of this podcast episode. Like, I'm good. I'm Tsunami going home. Back from college. <laughs> yes, that's a great title. Sketch, write that down somewhere. We need to put that in. A, put that as a title. <laughs> write that down. Write that down. Writing it um, down. But we are here to kind of celebrate and talk about our favorite moments of the past 25 or 21 if you want to you know be serious, be you know serious about that mm-hmm. moment so of tsunami cuz i don't know if you guys have noticed there's been a lot of tsunami love flooding today and some news sketch we had news you love when we get news i do love when we get news but i was kind of like Oh, of course we get news today on a day that we were just, you know, going to reminisce. <laughs> By the way, I am keeping an eye on Adult Swim while we're doing yeah, this because they said there's supposed to be something special. I don't know what that means. I I did say what like a podcast episode or two ago, maybe they might do a whole Toonami broadcast on Thursday, but I, yeah, we'll, we'll see at midnight. Probably not, but at the very least, they might promote one or two of the things they announced today. Yes. Mm. And those being a, a brand new original series, uh, a, a suspense thriller horror series called housing complex C, which is supposed to air this year. That's what it said in the press release. Very exciting. Wouldn't be surprised if they, uh, you know, paired that with Uzumaki seems like an appropriate choice, but the timing might not work out that way. But it's supposed to air this year, and that, well, I'm I'm very excited about that. And I, I got to be honest here, I never thought that they would go back to Fooly Cooly again. But here we are, two more 
renditions of Fooly Cooly, Fooly Cooly Grunge, and Fooly Cooly Shoegaze. Wonderful you know names. Wonderful, absolute names for these series. So what did you it, say to me earlier, Sketch, about um, about uh, FLCL and the fact that it's they're doing more of it? Uh, the amount of hubris yes. <laughs> to go back to Fooly Cooly again is staggering. It's staggering. This is the this is the very pinnacle of Jason DeMarco saying, I don't care what your opinions were. I'm going to do what I want. That's exactly what he said. And 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 I think the ma- they made a reference to the kind of wacky experimentation that they like to do when how Fooly Cooly is a good um, venue for that. And if you look at the grunge animation, it looks fantastic. It looks really different. Um, it's 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 gonna be. I I feel like they're taking the ideas they didn't get to get to with the last two, and they're like, we're just gonna do them and make two new series, and and we're gonna blow everyone's mind in a few years and have it for the twenty fifth anniversary. And so here we are. I'm not complaining. I mean, I, I think the reason part of the reason it's so popular is because you have fantastic characters and great music and as long as they keep to those staples then we're good you know yeah watch so it, she keep, don't judge keep bringing back the it. pillows to do new music i mean that that's a good thing Damn uh right it is i'm looking forward to seeing uh shoegaze the most because it's from the director of fully cooly alternative which i did like and I, I would like to see what more they could do with the Fooly Cooly mythos. So I'm excited for that. Grunge? I, I don't know. Well, we'll see. They're definitely trying something different, which is good, I think, because they can't just do the same thing. That that doesn't work. Yeah, and I think the studio that's doing a grunge, uh, Montplank Pictures, they specialize in like mainly like computer animated and CG. Mm-hmm. So that'll be an interesting choice for Fooly Cooly, I guess. Dude, yeah. I'm just excited for it. That's all. I I love the idea of, of Toonami experimenting with different types of animation. I think that I've said this before when we started bringing in more CG stuff like Gen Genlock and then um, Black Lotus. Like it's it, even if it's not CG, whatever. It's just really cool to see different types of animation because it gives you an opportunity to do different types of sequences like you could you you show action you show colors you show expression differently with the different animations so it's it's actually kind of exciting in my opinion that's the stuff that i love about a block like this that you see a variety of different series animated and and it's all within a certain number of hours like nowhere where else do you get that nowhere nowhere else do you get anything like this it is pretty cool, but not as cool as the people here. Aww. Aww. Group hug, everybody. Group hug. Hey, we just got back from one sketch. Yeah, we did. We did. It was it was a real love fest at the end there of that it, interview. It was. Steve was about fest. to cry. <laughs> yeah, Dana too. There, yeah, there, there were definitely moments where Dana was getting emotional. But, emotional. Uh, now. Emotional damage. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I knew where you were going. Uh, yes. But uh, I guess kind of want to get the ball rolling of like just talking about, just, again, talking about the great accomplishment of 25 years, still alive and kicking, still thriving, I would say. Um, I recently 
published an editorial kind of putting it into perspective that you guys can check out on Toonami Faithful. Um, it was a pretty quick thing, you know, nothing too in-depth or whatnot, but it's definitely, it, it definitely just doesn't quite hit the same way that, it, like, it doesn't hit quite as uh, much until you actually, like, talk about it and, like, listen and hear everything that people and fans have been saying. I know, for me, I had a fun little conversation with our graphics person, JP, and he was like, wait, you like the O three like font and whatnot. I was like, honestly, it looks terrible, but that's when I really got my fandom into Toonami, like in high gear. I remember seeing like you Hakusho, Dragon Ball GT, <laughs> SD Gundam and all of them in that font. And it just, it resonates with me. So like, I'm a sucker for that font, even though it's, I think it's absolutely hideous compared to a lot of the other ones that they had. Um, so it's just, it's been such a treat to go down memory lane, looking back at the Cartoon Network tsunami, looking back at uh, the early Adult Swim tsunami, and then like seeing what we're seeing now. It's just, uh, it 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 does. It just it hits so much, and like I already feel like I'm old, and then it's just like this makes me feel even older, and it's just like, <laughs> and we've really been th- like us as fans, the block itself, Tom and Sarah. They've been through a lot. Oh, yeah. They've been through a lot. And it's just, it's wonderful that there's just a lot of people that want to talk about it, that want to continue to support it, that want to get something new out of it, you know, maybe inspire to do something, you know, such as, you know, Paul and Jose were inspired to do what they do and create a, just an amazing family of like-minded Toonami fans of, you know, actor or people, fans becoming actors or engineers or directors and just all these other things, musicians, you know, it's just, it's wild of all these different types of subgenres that Toonami kind of brings together. Damn, CJ. <laughs> From the heart, huh? So Very well said. I am, but I'm, but I'm also this way because I'm just I'm I'm very tired. <laughs> See, have, yeah, normally he's like f this, f this, f that. I'm yeah. out of here, Paul. Mm-hmm. You do bring out the dancing lobsters. I'm good. Dance, dancing lobsters. We have dancing lobsters. Okay. I feel an interesting it, comparison that you can make is you look at <laughs> ten years into its run, it was falling apart. It was ripping at the seams mm. you look at the current incarnation of tsunami it may not be everything that you ever wanted but it's healthy they are producing yeah. content specifically for it and they are putting on a four-hour block of mostly premieres for every week that's it's commendable if nothing else it's it's awesome honestly I mean, you know, it's it's interesting because if we think about back in the day on Cartoon Network's Toonami, <clears throat> they had unlimited amounts of money, it seemed like, but didn't really have, quote unquote, original shows for the block. Now you have the complete opposite where you don't have an unlimited budget. People aren't getting paid to do Toonami, yet you're getting un- originals for the block. Now, there's obvious reasons for that, but... I mean, that's that's a big difference. Yeah. So. I think the types of shows that they put on now has definitely evolved. Like, 
Yeah. When I started doing this after the comeback, like initially it was that action animation and then it kind of evolved into a bit more edgier series. They picked like things that were sort of on the edge, like like Akame Got Kill and Parasite. And then now it's kind of a really diverse set, including some popular, some um, newer, some some original. So it's it's like they've they've really diversified and and changed what the block is now compared to what it was because I remember action animation being kind of the staple and now like we're getting suspense and horror and we had Mm -hmm. pop team epic we had we had humor we've had food wars we've had really a a variety of shows now and it's it's an interesting evolution and it is in response to dialogue with fans not just fans like here but fans on twitter and on email and all this other stuff so I I really appreciate how they're making an effort to listen, but also, you know, they're professionals and they want a, a polished look. They want stuff that makes sense. So I, I, and there's a part of me that will like, I'm going to trust the content they want to put out, even if it's more fully coolie. Um, but I'm still going to say, Hey, these are the things we're kind of looking for. We're looking for original content. We're looking for unique things that we can't find anywhere else. And so I think that that evolution of Toonami is made for something awesome i would agree with that you know I, I was thinking today too like there's even though it doesn't seem like it there's so many adult swim tsunami promos that i've literally forgot like some of them like what did we put up um we put up that um that one from that adult swim tsunami had um what was that one that we put up on twitter today i'm trying to think of the name of it it's been a long day, guys. <laughs> it's been a long day. Um, there was a lot sure. about choices, and then there was the yes. one about, um, yeah, making the right choices. I think that's the one I remember. That was the one. Yeah, that was the one. Like, I completely forgot about that one. Like, I'm sitting there like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. Okay, yeah. All right. Yep, that, that was on Adult Swim Tsunami. <laughs> like, so, I mean... They can dig all this stuff up. <laughs> tsunami Digital Arsenal. Well, it's no longer around, but yeah. I know it's no longer around, but, you know, for a long time, man, it was like literally the holy grail if you needed to find anything Tsunami, man. Yeah. And you know that. But, you know, literally my experience with Tsunami was, you know, they've never been scared you know, to be on the side of right. And they've always have been kind of experimental, but I would say the things that, you know, it got me through some hard times, you know, especially being overseas in the big sandbox. But uh, the thing, like the promos that I really thought, well, actually the videos, like, you know, Dreams, um, what was it, Criminal, um, we won't give in the Criminal thing. I'm a little no. We will not give in to criminal threats. <laughs> That's it. Like Thanks, that. Carol. Yeah. We'll not <laughs> we give won't be intimidated threats. by criminal threats. That's it. Yeah. We won't be intimidated. There we go. You, you gotta be, man. Got a little emotional, but the one that hit me the most was the Black Lives Matter promo, you know, in a time when this country is like seriously in chaos and, you know, everything is just this disarray and divisive and, you know, African Americans, you know, people my color, skin color, all, yeah. you know, you know, it, it felt good. I mean, I literally remember breaking down and crying 
seeing that because I felt seen like everybody else, man. And you know, that's what Tsunami has always brought. Is is always brought a sense of comfort to me, knowing that no matter what's going on in the world, they decide to be on the side of right, despite how everybody else might feel. And I think that night, I literally cussed out a whole bunch of races and got them off my Twitter page. But I felt like I got a hug from Tsunami for that, though. Hugs for Darrell, everybody. Group hug. Group hug. And Black Lives I think we, Matter. I, I, I think we need to give you some alcohol now for that. No, we don't need no alcohol for that, bro. <laughs> um, you know, ironically, that ended up being... Well, you know, I'll be honest with you, that that probably was the biggest, that was the most viewed promo that I've ever seen of that Toonami's ever done. I mean, 2.1 million views on Twitter is like, wow. Wow, that is like, it's it's just like, wow, how did that happen? <laughs> like, you know, people like to be seen. Yeah. People, people like to be acknowledged to have to have their plight acknowledged by and tsunami does that for everybody yeah like mm-hmm. it was something that steve and dana mentioned too where before anime wasn't really viewed as something you could talk about openly and in public but at least when you were within you know the confines of watching tsunami you felt more comfortable to just be yourself like the things you like. I know when I was in high school, people didn't know that I watched anything more than Dragon Ball Z, Samurai Shampoo, and Yu Yu Hakusho. Those were the only shows that were cool. Everything else was weird or bad. So it's just it's one of those types of things where you shouldn't be surprised that and it's something that we've talked about before. You shouldn't be surprised that Toonami would talk about something as important as what Darrell was saying with Black Lives Matter. It's something they've done constantly. <laughs> with, I mean, just look at the content that they put on their block. It's virtually the same thing. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, exactly. it's, it shouldn't come as a surprise of how... And I think because of what they're doing is why you're seeing so much love and fanfare going on right now. Everybody feels like they belong like they matter because they do and that they have a safe place to be at which is tsunami which is awesome i like it uh i certainly enjoy you know the camaraderie i it definitely has died down you know at times it happens you know other things happen lives you know change people are more invested in other things but there's always that like Motel Six will leave a light on for you. Toonami is that is that hotel? It's it's gonna <laughs> stay open for you. It's saying come on in. It'll give you breakfast in the morning. You know some continental breakfast too, like the good shit. Mm, <laughs> and, <cool>. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> and, and you'll be able to kind of enjoy and really get to feel this type of community and camaraderie that you don't normally get. I know I'm a cynic. I'm very bad as a representative for that type of thing because let's just say my. Uh, my opinions are very brazen. I'll, I'll put it mm. like that. But I like, you know, there are moments where I've really enjoyed uh, like live tweeting Toonami when I was after my shift at work because I wouldn't be able to make because it was uh, One Punch Man the first season. And I'm like, I want to see One Punch Man the first season on Toonami. 
shit, I won't be able to make it there unless I drive all the way to work or drive from work. And it's just like, I'll just watch it at work, which was like super fun and super interesting. And so I'm just like, I don't know. It's just just that type of community camaraderie that I think a lot of people really do enjoy. And I think it kind of bleeds into like us as staff with what we do, because, you know, the torches on us and on other fan sites and other places to kind of keep the spirit of Toonami going and stuff like that. And I think that, you know, it's just really important that we're able to kind of express the type of feelings that the fandom kind of has. Cause I don't know. It's, it's, it's really, really, it's really special. And b- before you take over, I want to say this cause I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to make someone feel embarrassed. Hello, Celia. I know you're listening right now. I hope you're doing well, and we miss you. Hi, Celia. We miss you. We hope everyone's great. We miss you a ton. I have to. I have to give her a little, a little of that, just because I like to give her shit. <laughs> um, but it's just, it's just like that. Like us acknowledging a friend, us acknowledging someone that we care about. It's like what Toonami's been doing for their fans since its inception, right? Mm-hmm. Just, just as it like. And I wrote about this today. You know the whole the you know how I would say people spell tsunami, tsunami m e instead of how it actually is spelled because that's how personal it feels for everyone. It felt like it was catered for an individual, yet we all seem to like the same thing. And I think that kind of like blows people's minds that that's actually happening more than anything. So I'm kind of like just in awe of the fact that. Uh, we've been able to have a place like that for these past 25 to 21 years. And I don't know, like, it's just, it's crazy. It, it's just, it's insane. You're not going to find it. Like, I don't necessarily see that much love within a community for like JetX, Kids WB. Although I know a lot of people think fondly of the old Kids WB. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, oh, there's, Lord, there's, there's, there's plenty of passion for those things, but it, it's it's, it does not touch no, tsunami. They weren't around as well. Tsunami isn't a block; it's an experience. They make catered exactly. content. Like the, the inspirational speeches have covered a range of fantastic topics. For example, they did one on anger. They did one on standing up to bullies. They did one on sometimes the bad guys win. Being an individual, like they talk about all these things, and it's not just the inspirational speeches, it's the immersion events, it's having hosts like Tom and Sarah. It's an experience. It's more than a than than a cartoon block. And and it's what yeah. you feel. And it's when you feel with a community. It, it's you know, it's it's very interesting that you know, Tsunami came back on and I mean, we're coming up on a 10th anniversary, which, you know, we'll be celebrating in some way, fashion or form. Um, (laughs) Because it's also our 10th anniversary. It is. And that's what I was getting to is, you know, it's interesting that this has lasted for a decade. Think about that. Yeah. It's lasted for a decade. Like, how how did this almost unbelievable? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how like how the how long some of the other fan sites lasted in the Cartoon Network run. But that's. That's some, just some lasted 10 years. <laughs> oh, some lasted 10 years, but that that's still like a big thing, you know, like damn. Yeah. I still don't know 
any of these message forum boards back in the Cartoon Network days. I this is all Greek to me. I was never oh. privy to this information. Oh, oh man, it was the shit. land of the law. I know. Yeah, <laughs> no. V Lord was mentioned that he uh, read like some of Sketch's old stuff on Toon Zone. I think it was. Yeah, that's so super weird to think about. Like, I was like in like middle school, elementary school, reading like posts that Sketch was making on a forum. <laughs> I cannot lie, Sketch, you were kind of dark with some of this stuff, man. Uh, you know, I don't look. I look. I do not look fondly back at 2006. Sketch, he was. Uh, he was something. Don't no, worry, Sketch. You weren't funnier. the worst influence. You were the worst. No, that, you're you're talking about 2012, oh, 20, okay. 2014 sketch. Not 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 2006 sketch was. 2014 um, sketch was very very funny, but I think you're funny I, now still. So something's wrong. I I just meant more in the sense of like I'm just I was very sheltered on this type of thing where I just kept things everything to myself, so I didn't know. But it's just it goes to show like a huge segment that I've missed. You know, that I'm not a part of that. I don't know much of any of anything. I just know the history, you know, like I wasn't there. I wasn't nope. experienced it, even though I was Dude, you around been on the podcast during the time of the land of the lawless. <laughs> I was a complete yeah. fucking savage. It's just it's one of those things. I was so... listening to one of those old podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to them from time to time. The evolution, right? Like from then to now is so just fascinating. I think a lot of Toonami fans really enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, this fandom has been around for a very long time. And honest with you, though. <laughs> I've met a lot of great friends because of Toonami, and a lot of y'all I'll take a bullet for. Not you, Paul. <laughs> no, I would for you too, Paul, but, you know, seriously... <laughs> It's just great because I don't know why y'all still deal with me, man, and deal with the abuse that I dish out. <laughs> but at least I have always been honest with y'all and never afraid to speak my mind. Though I do kind of hold sure. back a lot. Shut up, Paul. <laughs> 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 but I have always spoken my mind. <laughs> mm-hmm. Paul would always say that because when he added me on to the podcast, the ratings went up. Because he mm-hmm. stole me from some other podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that didn't go down too well. Tsunami Faithful Podcast just needed a little color. <laughs> Ooh. And not just during Black History Month. Yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Wait a minute. Out that it's like not a whole month. I'm like, you're right. It's not a whole month. That's bullshit. It's a part of a month. <laughs> well, actually, not only that, it got the shortest year. month. I know. Well, well, that's where you're wrong. See, Black History Month is 365 days. Exactly. Now, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I tell them I'm Black History every damn day. If you haven't read it all, read our, our co-op article. It's awesome. Everybody contributed something, and we talked about Black excellence on Toonami. I'm very proud of us. I mean, yeah, it was because, like, I got the right mind. For, I wrote it just before Founders Day for my fraternity because we turned 52 years old, and Friday night was a blast in February. It's like, seriously, a lot of food, a lot of alcohol, card playing, and it's trash talking and a lot of remembrance of brothers that we lost over the years. But it, it's great, but... The biggest thing is just like that Black History pieces for us. You know what I mean? I love when we do collaboration pieces because I actually got a chance to talk about Ogon and give a little backdrop. Yeah. 
Now, Paul, it's time. Are you ready? Um, maybe. You don't have to assume any position. You're fine. It's okay. Oh, okay. I want to add, I want to ask the big question. Your favorite oh, tsunami memory of the past 25 years. It's a doozy. It's a big one. It's going to be tough. I don't know if we can even do it. But well, it has to be asked. It has to be asked. I mean, I mean, this is going to sound sappy, but I mean, Darrell's got to be crying and shit on here. You know what the fuck? Fuck you. Um, I, I, was I would say... I would say meeting most of you motherfuckers. <laughs> like meeting listen, you in person. That listen, was that was that's my favorite. Sweet and Momocon will always have a special place in my heart. But I meant more about the block. Like, isn't there something from the block that you like, oh my god, like that had you so stoked as a kid? I can tell you mine. It'd be to set the table, it'd be great. Um, and this is a bit more personal too, so you'll get to learn a little bit about baby CJ. Ooh, the 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 years where CJ was angry at everything. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> As Kerr would say, "What do you mean that hasn't changed yet? You're 31 now. Come on, CJ." Exactly. Um, so my favorite memory of the past 25 years was, believe it or not, when Rave Master was on Toonami, one of my all-time favorite shows that were on the block. Mm. Um. And what made it really special for me was my parents are divorced. And so I would uh, live with my mom uh, pretty much for about like 10 to 12 days and then go visit my dad for a weekend. And it would always kind of fall on Toonami. And just one of my favorite memories was getting to watch Toonami on an old, very, very old TV. Like we're talking tube style and just booting it up to watch, you know, stuff like Zatch Bell, Bobo Bo, and then Rave Master would come on. Oh, it was just, oh, there's something just so special about it. And just whenever I look up old Toonami promos, I just, I gotta get me that Rave Master stuff. It is so freaking fun. I just love the nostalgia of it. That series needs a reboot too, by the way. The manga is awesome. I loved reading it. It was amazing. And I just have such a sweet sweet spot in my heart for rave master it'll always be my favorite i love it i love it and um i would watch it with my brother you know we we enjoyed it you know we couldn't wait to see the next episode you know we had to wait once a week and it's just like oh i want to see more rave master uh and uh, oddly enough yuri lowenthal apparently has like a lot of the masters too i really hope he gets in touch with discotech to have that rescued to have the whole thing rescued. But that that's always something that like, whenever I think of like what tsunami means to me, I always go back to those Saturdays at my dad's place, uh, on an old school TV with an old Xbox, also playing some music and, uh, watching like the show that I wanted to watch more than anything was rave master. You know, I look back in Oh three, you know, a lot of great stuff in Oh three, uh, like watching you, Haka show. There was another show that was really popular that I won't mention. And, uh, believe it or not, Dragon Ball GT. I unironically enjoy Dragon Ball GT. I still own it and I am watching it. Uh, I love it. Uh, but for me, it'll always be looking back at, at rave master. Um, it's, it's one of those things where I don't understand why Toonami found it, why they wanted it. I'm so happy they had it, especially when you like find out who voiced in that series. You had Crispin Freeman, Yuri Lowenthal, Michelle Ruff, Tom Kenny, SpongeBob, SpongeBob was in it. And SpongeBob was a perv. It's crazy. It still blows me away. Um, so I just, (laughs) 
I'll, I'll always have such a sweet spot for Rave Master. So to me, that's that's something that I always go. Steven, I see your comment. Yes, I love Hamtaro, but this is more nostalgia. Like, stop. <laughs> I, I, love, I love that you said you unironically love GT. I do. I don't that's know hilarious. what it is. It's it's. Boy, I'm rethinking this relationship suddenly. <laughs> I love, oh, sweet, I can leave the podcast now. Well, guys, it was wonderful. I bit No, you're not allowed no, to leave it. Was yet. not wonderful. That's not the um, word I would use. Hey, he can leave. Caboose can join us. Exactly. First of all, first of all, first of all, I would set that hamster on fire if he was in real life. Second of all, <laughs> um, <laughs> So I, I would I, I would have to say my favorite promo, even though it's old, uh, you know, it, it still is unmatched to me. That promo that, and in Peter Cullen's voice, not in. Sorry to say this about um, Tom One, but not in Tom One voice because that was it was done in both. Um, the uh, the Ronin Warriors promo, that is to me still a really good fucking promo. I mean, obviously, we're. I'm not talking about like the the two minute and thirty forty second uh, videos that Toonami does with you know advanced robotics and spaces to place. Like that's I count that a little bit different. But if we're talking about like show promo, like that that one right there is like the one for me. So that's and everybody went quiet. That's, that's a good <laughs> promo. Uh, I think one of my favorite promos, particularly of recent years, was the uh, the 2016 redo of Dreams. It just really resonates me that that line about it's just as true as when you were a kid. I was like, mm, beautiful. Thank you, Tsunami. But if we're talking about like a show thing, you know, it's got to be One Piece. But One Piece's history on Tsunami has been complicated. So let me put it to you this way. Having four kids One Piece on Tsunami was such an awful thing. But at the same time, it was nice to have a version of One Piece on Tsunami. But when it was announced that Funimation would pick up the series after four kids lost the license and that they would be continuing and it would stay on Tsunami, suddenly one of my worst nightmares became one of my biggest dreams. <laughs> it was absolutely beautiful. Alas, it only lasted about 24 weeks before One Piece was jettisoned off Toonami. But then, in 2013, after only being on the air again for about a year, One Piece was back. And I was over the moon that we would be watching the Water 7 arc on Toonami, because it's one of my favorite arcs, if not my favorite arcs of One Piece, that along with the, you know, the whole Enos Lobby saga. And then, alas, it was taken off the air again. And I thought, okay, One Piece is probably never going to come back to Toonami. That's all right. But then, it happened again! <laughs> I... I remember looking at my phone while I was at at work on my break and thinking, no way. <laughs> this this isn't happening. This is not happening. How is this happening? <laughs> yeah, I was I was pretty happy. 
And I'm still happy. I love having One Piece around. It it always makes me happy. One Piece is a cat. It's got nine lives on Toonami. <laughs> exactly. I'm just exactly. waiting. I'm just waiting till when we get that Hamtaro reboot on Toonami. Okay, okay. Don't even speak that into existence. It's either that or Handshakers. We're getting one. No, nobody, I definitely want Hamtaro over that. Yeah. That. You don't even want that. I mean, if it's Hamtaro with weapons and he's killing a bunch of people, sure. Okay, we'll, I we'll take that version. I would absolutely be down for that, too. Hamtaro oh, had, 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 morning cartoon, not adult swim. Paul, have you never heard the legend of Veroni Hamtaro? <laughs> Do not go there with that. One, one Paul, time, Paul agrees with me. they, uh, they, agree. they... They we messed up agree. with the tapes, <laughs> and for part of the time slot, Hamtaro aired, and for another part of the time slot, Roroni Kenshin aired. Hamtaro was just too powerful. Yeah, exactly. Get, get, get the fuck off of your own. And talking? Junior has joined! <laughs> Junior! Fresh off of his uh, stream of all the Toonami immersion events. Yeah. I love I love Steven's uh, thing in the in the chat there. Mecha Hamtaro. I'd be down for that too. <laughs> Mecha Hamtaro, let's go. Hamtaro for every genre. Look, you know, and I've learned <laughs> I've learned something from Velar too. Hamtaro doesn't fuck around. Yeah, he has children in the manga. He just wakes up one day and he has children. Well, that means Hamtaro fucks. He does. Yes. God, guys, stop. He canonically stop. fucks. We need to stop this now. <laughs> Become ungovernable. Mm. <laughs> so would that make him half fuckable? Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, my God. The cringe is real. You all. All right, moving on, please. <laughs> to Junior. Hello. Hello, Junior. Hi. Junior. It's me. It is. Back at it again. <laughs> Back at uh, it again, the crazy cream. Now, it, so so, how you feeling today, Junior? Shook. 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 You feel shook. How do you feel? Why do you feel shook? Well, I feel like Demarco's toying with my emotions again, but I mean, <laughs> it's fine. I'm used to it. He's not toying with your emotions. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think Adult Swim PR also liked my tweet as well. What? Is, oh, the the, the um. Mm-hmm. I mean, they retweeted one. you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the official uh, Adult Swim Twitter retweeted my thingy that I posted last night, and then they followed me on Twitter, and I'm thinking, huh, interesting. Okay, well, this is the thing. Well, that means that that means that Twitter won't take you down at all. <laughs> they heard you're thinking of retiring. You're like, we can't have that. Uh, yes, no exactly. Of cats and Lord of the Rings. Oh no, wait, that's it's like that's sketch. It's like that. It's like that Michael Jordan meme and Adult Swim, and he took that personally. They're like, they're like, no, Junior. They're like, no, no, no. You can't go anywhere. I'm gonna. You're, I'm gonna still well, I'm not gonna be as consistent, but I won't fully like go cold turkey and retire, at least. Hey man, whatever you gotta do. Ten years is plenty of time to give it. (laughs) A job 
<laughs> Adults, yeah, right. <laughs> no, Ar- Arthur wants a job with us. <laughs> mm, I don't know. Maybe you could be my assistant. What would I even do? <laughs> what you do now, We're not gonna. Darrell, we've done enough to Arthur. I don't know if we should make him your assistant. I'd touch myself. <laughs> don't do that. Do that by yourself. Well, <laughs> don't do that at work. That's self-exploration. So, Junior, thinky, thinking uh, back on your uh, your your memories of Toonami, what's what's one Toonami thing in its history that? Uh, really resonated with you. Oh, jeez. Well, well, I mean, I want to say the, the most recent one that really resonated with me was the, uh, the promo of You're Not Alone. Mm. That was uh, the music video-esque kind of thing that they put together back in, like, 2016. October sixteenth, to be exact. Um, I I don't have it up on another tab. <coughs> I certainly don't have that. Um, but yeah, that one really uh, uh, spoke out to me a lot, and the fact that it had a really bang up track to go along with it. But I don't know, maybe. Cartoon Network days would be uh I mean I kinda just got done uh you know doing a deep dive on all the total immersion events so I'd have to say uh the very first intruder. Cause that I still have nightmares of it to this day. To this day. I don't know why. It just happens. <laughs> well, it is pretty morbid to watch Tom one die in such a, a little bit, such a manner. <laughs> yeah, I keep on thinking of like so many other instances of like what would happen. Um, just like even more darker versions of the whole event too. I'm like, huh? Like, geez, okay, this is the thing. Hmm. Well, I think V-Lord, you're up. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, like, the biggest thing that comes to mind for me for, like, Tanami memories is just, like, when I was younger in the original run, uh, me and my older sibling would, of course, watch Tommy at night. And the one thing we always made sure to watch was Bobobo and Zatch Bell. Those were, like, our main two addictions. Curse you, V-Lord! Yeah, I at least know. didn't mention you know who. I don't like where this is going. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I think it definitely is that experience I had with my sibling, just like watching Tsunami together and like bonding. Like we really got into Tsunami, especially uh, with Dragon Ball GT, funnily enough. And like that got me right. into like actively watching anime as not good as GT actually is. <laughs> listen, listen. I unironically like it. I think it's fun. Super Baby Vegeta was baller. And I will not take any slander on this. Hard it's a good bomb. design. But yes. It's bad. No. You had me, then you lost me before. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 
there were some good ideas in GT. They were not executed well. <laughs> I'm just shaking. I will stand this show till I die. Which could yeah. be in a few minutes. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Just Anything could happen on Fish Center, as someone has told me. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, it feels so Thanks, weird Dave. to have like grown up with the block like this. Because like I started watching the block when I was like six. Now I'm like 23. So it's like been a part of my life for like the majority of it, really. Like most Wait, of my. You said six? Yeah. Wow. I'm surprised you were allowed to watch this at that age. My parents were very lenient. For better or worse. <laughs> well, Tsunami kept it pretty okay. safe, except for Naruto in certain movies. <laughs> Tenchi Muyo? Yeah, I didn't that watch was Tenchi Muyo on Tanami. Tenchi Muyo. <laughs> oh my gosh, he he would he would have been a hatchling when Tenchi Muyo was on. <laughs> like, yeah, Tenchi Muyo was my gateway into harem anime. <laughs> Baby V Lord turned on Cartoon Network one day and things changed forever. <laughs> Yeah, like it was, it was born nine days. So I would be like what three? How? In in two thousand, you would have been two. Oh yeah, two. <laughs> Y'all make me feel old some days. Oh man, that's wild. But then again, I am forty. But Zatch Bell and Boba Bo, an, ex- an excellent selection. We in, don't uh, talk about Boba Bo. No, no, in, no, no. No, in. in in Toonami history, in 2006, after IGPX was polled, after Justice League Unlimited was polled, it, Zatch Bell and Boba Bo were like the only things worth watching other than Naruto. <laughs> and that that was unfortunate, but Got about I, I enjoyed him. I enjoyed Man, him a lot. Boba Bo really deserved more love back then. I tried no, I so hard to get people to watch it, and no one got it. All the hated disrespect that he got from it. Boba Bo was a glorious thing, and if you haven't seen it, you can get that discotheque set. <laughs> also, get Cyborg 009 and Ronin Warriors and IGPX. Thank you, discotheque. <laughs> I really like that your memories, V-Lord, involved your sibling, um, and that's something that you guys share. You know, even if even if you didn't have this fandom or other friends, like you and your sibling have that and that relationships with your siblings can be really precious and having something to bond over is really special. So I, I like that a lot. You know, Tenchi Muyo on Toonami was like the only anime I ever watched with my older sister. Like she would, she wouldn't watch anything else at the time. She had a boyfriend that was into like Gundam wing and Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> but, um, but she watched Tenchi with me. She watched Tenchi with me, and I I fondly remember that. Even though my choice. my opinion of Tenchi has only gotten worse over the years. <laughs> you will not. Hey, I will not. I will not deal with the Tenchi slander here, sir. <laughs> Look, I always didn't like Tenchi in Tokyo, but um, Universe and the OVAs are not as good as I remember them. Oh <laughs> we'll man, see. the OVAs have really taken a nosedive. <laughs> If you're they be they look beautiful. Tenchi. They've been preserved beautifully, but the content—they <laughs> have their moments. Yeah. Look, look here, I got everything except her pretty Sammy man. I just didn't <laughs> like that. I I literally got everything because I won some contest with from Funimation, and they sent me all the Tenchi stuff, including War of Geminar, which I did very much enjoy. Want to sell pretty Sammy? <laughs> Actually, did I get Pretty Sammy? 
I don't think they had Pretty Sammy. I don't know why. I just like saying Pretty Sammy right now. <laughs> it's fun. I gave my GXP to Duelist. <laughs> I got GXP. I, bet. I got all attention. Sketch, I thought you two were friends. Ah, you liked oh, it. He liked it, CJ. Listen, if you're going to go after me of Hamtaro and GT, I'm going to be going right back. Hey, you know, that's fair. <laughs> it's what we do on this podcast, man. Also, I mean, CJ, we're... there was never a point where Boba Bo and Rave Master were both on Tsunami. I'm sorry. They weren't? Nope, never never happened. Aww. Rave Master was uh, quite a while gone before Boba Bo showed up. Ah, but it was been... kind of the spiritual successor in a lot of ways. It definitely had a lot of um, not quite the same humor because obviously Boba Bo is just in its own kind of world, kind of like Pop Teen of Epic. But uh, yeah. it's it's definitely they're both silly because like you get that with like other uh, series like uh, Fairy Tale as well. I haven't seen mm-hmm. Ian Zero yet, so I'm not sure if that also space fairy tale. With, well, I'm not sure if it continues with the humor. I mean, I, I know the like general setting of it but not like what actually happens with it but like fairy tale has like comedy a lot in there and like obviously it came from rave master yada yada so like i I like that so i like it more than bobo (laughs) (laughs) at least you like bobo i didn't i don't know well i mean i'm sorry i don't i I liked What was it? I liked like certain little bits that would happen within the actual series because there were points where I got frustrated. Where I was like, just get to the plot already. But then it's like, no, 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 no. You're, you're, trying, to ex- you're trying to experience Boba Bull the wrong <laughs> exactly. way. You have to just let it carry you into the plot. I couldn't even do that. But I did not like Gasser. I really did not need him. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I love Gasser. No, I I will take more of Jelly Jiggler over Gasser. Okay, V Lord. <laughs> tell you who is the man? Soften. Bring in Jelly Jiggler. Jesus Christ! What is wrong with you? There's many things wrong with me. <laughs> After Jelly all, I like Hamtaro and GT. <laughs> I think you do it for the meme, CJ. You like to be contrary for the meme. No, I actually do like those those two shows. I, I do. I'm not even memeing. Uh, I will meme like I meme about handshakers. That is definitely a meme. I don't oh, I actually know. like handshakers. Thank God, because I, if, you, if you didn't, I don't know if we could be friends. <laughs> uh, have a talk. Listen, I threw up after 20 minutes. It was okay. I, I remember you telling me <laughs> oh. when I had that conversation about worst shows we watched. That was like the one immediately that came to mind, which is how I, I know got sick from the motion sickness. I can't yeah. help these things. Understandable. Do you get motion sickness from that show? About that show? <laughs> oh, well, certainly yeah, not. <laughs> yes. But it's one of those types of things where I do really enjoy that Toonami goes not always with like the grit actiony things, you know. Don't get me wrong. I love me some Black Lagoon. I'll watch Black Lagoon all the fucking time. But I like the fact that we got other, you know, weird things like wish more people pop, would watch Black Lagoon. Pop, pop Team Epic, as viewers mentioned, Bobo Bo before. Uh, even SD Gundam, like that was weird, different, but it was like you know something. <laughs> Dead Man Wonderland. Well, that's a bit gritty. I'm talking about the less gritty kind of things. That's true. 
I love Dead Man. That needs a reboot because I mean, you look I at Tsunami right time. now. It's like a, a roller coaster of emotions. You, you got you got Shinmo. It's, it's pretty you know normal. Then you got Attack on Titan, which is really grim right now. Then you have Assassination Classroom, which is pretty light most of the time. Uh, then you have Made in Abyss, which is about to like rip your heart out. And then you got One Piece to lighten the load again. <laughs> Yep. You know. it, it's so uh it's uh it's it's a, a polarizing experience <laughs> to be, and to i haven't made it through one episode of one piece as it came back man wow and they've, they've, they've played like 12 of them because <laughs> yeah. they do two a week <laughs> i literally fall asleep eh. it's nothing against one piece people i'm just tired and you best believe if Bleach comes back, Darrell gonna be staying up for that. Oh, uh, I must, you know, I would say some crass, but I'm gonna just keep it. Th- I'm gonna keep it. Uh, Bleach will be at the top of the block, no doubt yes. about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I just need Bleach to come back on the block, man. I mean, it, it was, it was, Bleach is dear to my heart, man. I know everybody don't like it for the same reasons that I do, but it still works for me. And I even like the fucking filler. The only thing that I really don't like about Bleach is Don Kenoji. He gets on my freaking nerves. <laughs> Spirits are <laughs> always oh. with you. <laughs> don't you just really enjoy that we can think of just random shit from Toonami that just makes us smile? I love that part. I think that's why like a lot of people really do still enjoy Toonami. Brilliant. Right, like <laughs> I think it's fun that we can all like go back and like think of like fun moments and just be like, yeah, that was fun, or like, yeah, I remember Perfect. seeing that, or yeah, that was. It's cool. Naruto again. It is Naruto again. <laughs> I mean, like it's just like when I predicted that um, Black Lagoon was going to be on tsunami, man. That was lovely, and people that was beautiful. I, I'm still calling y'all out on this because y'all got into it towards the end and actually started liking it. We could have had the dang OVAs or at least gotten Yormagon if y'all would have just watched it. Yeah, yeah, the uh, the sort of lukewarm performance of Black Lagoon and Helsing all but assured that they weren't going to get those kinds of shows again. Exactly. I mean, it's so much stuff that could actually be on Tsunami, man, on Tsunami Man. I would love to see Get Baggers inside Yuki if it was even possible. I, I, You know what? I bet if Black Lagoon played today... It would have a bigger audience. Like, let's say nobody had heard of the show, probably seen it. I feel like it would resonate a lot more today with viewers than maybe it did at the time it aired. Because I rewatched it with the girls to to do in some future podcasts that we have yet to schedule and rescheduled a million times. Um, and, <laughs> and I was like, I was I was really being, you know, not critical, critical, like in a bad way, but like thinking through it, you know, and watching it with a with a new eye if you will and i thought this has some really deep and provocative moments and it's got some really amazing action and it's got some really fun characters to talk about like i feel like it would be good on the show right now even if they wanted to stick it like like do a cowboy bebop like stick it at the end of the block you know which is what they should do really on this, it's a great show. But the great one of the greatest things that I loved about Black Lagoon is that the female character, the femme characters in there, they were not weak at all, except for Greenback Jane. But even she had a little smoke to her. But literally, you got fried face Bella Lyka, which I love that woman so much. Revy, <laughs> I mean, it was worth the watch because they didn't need to be saved. 
if anybody needed to be saved on Black Lagoon, it was always Rock. Mm-hmm. And he was the most dangerous person in that show. Yes, uh, always be wary of the totally normal-seeming guy. He's definitely trouble. <laughs> uh, trust me, dude. Like, if you watch Roberto Blood Trail, you would truly understand just how deep it goes with Rock. I mean, he's worse than Mr. Chang, Balalaika, <laughs> anybody, man. Because the thing is, the dude still has a moral compass, but he knows when and where to break that moral compass and manipulate the situation to where it comes out to the outcome in his favor. Dude is friggin' tactical and strategic genius on that. Mm. Thinking back to a fond memory for me was uh, uh, Momocon 2015 when they announced Michiko and Hachin and Darrell and... Uh, Jim like lost their minds. Oh, yes, dude, it's Brazilian bebop, man. We really need to get back to those cons. I know, I know. I need to drink more of those cons. Oh Jesus! You guys can see that. needs to eat at more of those cons. No, I don't. The laser kid has entered the chat. I have entered the chat. Howdy, everybody! A new challenger. But, uh, laser kid. Laser yeah. kid. I love Dragon Ball GT. Fight me. <laughs> I'm not going to fight you over that. It's not my favorite, but I agree with you on the, believe it or not, I actually agree with you on the uh, idea of rebooting it because it's got a lot of cool ideas. It's just executed poorly. A reboot could really make it work. Uh, Although I would jokingly say the reboot for GT is just Dragon Ball Super. Listen, listen, listen. Tell us your favorite tsunami memory of the 25 years. Oh, Tell God. us. My memories are so weird because I don't really go, oh, I remember that promo. Oh, I remember this review. It's all the times I've spent with people. Um, If I had to pick one, it would be something along the lines of when I was hanging out with a bunch of friends at a school for adults on the autism spectrum watching shows together. Um, Just because we're, uh, we're all autistic, we're up late, doing something social together, and we were able to enjoy shows together. And the big one was actually Hunter Hunter. It kind of turned into a uh, water cooler topic after the like the day after. We go, oh, my God, that happened. And I just had a lot of fun with those friends. And those friends are actually how I um, found Tanami Faithful uh, many years ago now. So I know that's kind of a not not an answer you'd expect. But for me, that's the kind of memory I remember is being with the people I care about watching awesome shows. See, see, my my mine was good, too. See, <laughs> absolutely. I know I always love when I have the chance to watch a show on Toonami with one of my friends. I had one friend who would watch at least some of the shows on Toonami. So we wouldn't necessarily watch them live, but we would eventually get around to watching them off of the DVR. And I always had a great time watching Hunter Hunter with him watching one piece. Uh, lots of, lots of shows. It's been, it's been fun. I haven't been able to watch something with him for a while though, which is kind of a bummer. I actually got you to know, introduce Jojo to a friend. Thanks to, to Toonami. He was just coming over one oh, night. I'm too. sitting there watching time is unbreakable. He's like, what is this? I'm like, Oh, well, and then we went back and watched the backlog. Nice. Yeah, you know, I'll I'll say like I can't remember which Momocon it was, but um it was the second Momocon where we went out to dinner with the Toonami crew and the people from Adult Swim. And 
you know, that was the first time sketch came out and, you know, seeing him like, just like basically like get the chance to ask the questions, you know, and get some information like we had had uh, from the first Momocon that was special to me just because sketch, you know, obviously he hit in a candy store. You were, you were. And, you know, Jason (laughs) came after, came up after me at the, after the dinner and he was like, He's like, yeah, I'm sorry we didn't get to talk much. I was like, I, I sketch was the one that I wanted to talk to you. So, oh no, you know. that was when we was at Ted's, right? Um, probably. Yeah, it was because we had bad service, and I ended up getting a hundred dollar gift certificate from there. Paul, <laughs> oh, yeah. I think one of your favorite <laughs> memories would be starting the website and having the tsunami comeback, because like that's kind of big thing. For you, for all of us. Oh, for me? Yeah. I was um, like, been there, done that, don't care. <laughs> I've talked about know. that so He's many times. Wait, 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 then. Curl, don't you mean don't you mean tsunami.com? I started tsunami.com. Tsunami News is Twitter is Tsunami's official Twitter account. Yep, totally. Oh yeah. Totally legitimate sponsors. Oh Lord. Oh yeah. Um, now, now hold on, Paul. We need to get this taken care of. <laughs> Because of my poor hosting skills. Kuro. Hello. Yeah, I'm here. (laughs) What's your favorite Toonami memory of the past 25 years? I know you've only been around for two of them because you're very young, but... (laughs) Uh, What can you... What can you say as... What can you say as... (laughs) As your uh, favorite memory so far? You know, it's it's hard, I think, to, to boil it down to one. I think, like, what Paul has said, but um, one that's really special to me that that comes immediately to mind when um, Samurai Jack came back for its sixth season. It was a yes. moment that encompassed yes. everything about being a child and running home and watching it when I wasn't supposed to be, and sneaking it at night when I should have been in bed and watching the show Samurai Jack, and and then also being an adult. And being a part of this community and experiencing it with with Twitter and live tweeting and being a part of this group. It was like the segue from my childhood tsunami to my adult tsunami and bringing back a show that I loved. Like it just it was one thing that brought so many great feelings because it's like I think about being a kid and of course you have that nostalgia but I, I experienced all that alone, you know. I was I was doing it by myself. I didn't really have anyone to watch it with or talk about with. But then here, you know, this community has been amazing. Like making friends, having someone to talk about these shows with, to experience this with. When Jack came back, it was all of that. It was, you know, an explosion of excitement. It was one million viewers for it, a premiere. It was just everything. And I... All the all the feelings that I had from then and, and even, you know, the stuff that I still feel about it, that comeback from Jack just brought it all and drove it home for me. And and it's it's a community and it's friendships and it's the the the, the childhood nostalgia. It's all of it. And it's such a positive experience and it's so exciting. And quite frankly, Jack, I will die on this hill. Jack is OG best. Best show it is it is the best show because it's like classic good versus evil, and then Jack got to have this 
more adult reckoning with his journey. So I, I love I love the show and I love what it meant to me. That's why it's my favorite memory. Mic drop. That was a really exciting time when Samurai Jack was revived and it was premiering on Toonami. I was like, this is huge. This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it certainly blew me away. I didn't expect it. I mean, a show like that that had, you know, made its run and then just stopped and then, you know, a decade later, oh hey, it's back. What? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's it's impactful, I think. And 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 the fact that there were so many people who weren't even watching Toonami that were coming out to watch it, you know, from what you could see on Twitter. I remember the night it premiered, you saw people like, Why is Samurai Jack? To, uh, trending on Twitter. Oh my gosh, Samurai Jack is on Adult Swim. Like people were just like, "Oh my gosh." You know, everyone had given up on ever seeing it again, but we didn't. And we kept asking for it, and we got it. And Jack came back. Universe delivered. Yeah. Loved it. Listen, I just like hearing these stories cuz it's I so it's it's so relatable like i've had similar experiences that like everyone else is mentioning you know like and that's why i think you know celebrating something like this is huge it's why it's important it's why people uh care and i think that's why so many have just become so passionate for the buck some some a little too much i, I mean i understand that but uh it's definitely like something that everyone can relate to. Like a lot of things that Kuro was mentioning, like I'm sure a lot of other Toonami fans are like, yeah, yeah. And then when they hear about their Samurai Jack, pro, uh, you know, proclamation. It's, it's one of those types of things where, you know, I may joke around be like, and I'm picking more obscure shows that I really like to remember, but there's going to be one other person who's like, yeah, you know, I also remember watching Grave Master. That was a lot of fun. Or be like, yo, Ronin Warriors, Paul knows the good shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, there's at least one other person, thanks to Toonami, who understand the way that you feel about these certain things, which I think is really cool. And I don't really see that from anywhere else. And something that I've definitely mentioned before is that, like, yes, while there's a ton more uh, options streaming-wise, you don't get the same camaraderie and community feel. Like, I still haven't finished uh, the latest JoJo season on Netflix, right? But there might be other people who, like, are finished and they just can't wait, can't wait, they need it, they need it, they need it. And it's like, we're, we're on that, like, disconnect of how we're experiencing it, unlike where on television on Toonami, we're all kind of held captive at the same time. You know, we can obviously, we can DVR it, but we're able to uh, kind of have more of a community to experience it together. You know, and some, some feelings might be different, but all in all, it's, you know, it's pretty much the same people, which I think is really cool. I like, you know, it's, it's interesting because you kind of see the difference when a show is on Netflix or, and it doesn't get like a weekly release and it just gets dumped. You get like that initial, Hey, this is on the service. And then you see nothing. Whereas like the tsunami experience, you're getting these voice actors and actresses tweeting along, talking about the show live tweeting. So it's, it's, it's just a, a whole different experience that I think, you know, we, we talked about this earlier. Um, Different from the Cartoon Network days. I mean, it's it's definitely different because now you can actually live tweet 
or live talk or whatever you want to call it um, with other people while you're watching Toonami. That right there has been a a good thing for the block, honestly. Some ways it's bad, but <laughs> I, I know what you mean by that, where it's a little yeah. too um, like you're too, I guess, connected in a sense. Like there needs to be some sort of space in between. I think you're saying, yeah, yeah. There there should be some more space, but you know, I, I think I definitely like the fact that it, you know, it you have you can have an experience now more than what you could have had with Toonami before in that sense. Oh know? yeah. Yeah. Totally. So, and I do like that too. I understand there's some problems that you can get with that, but I, I do like that because I think the more that, you know, cast and industry members tweet about a show that's on the block, the more uh, people get excited to watch with them. Um, I know Kuro and Sketch joined me on Fire Force uh, episodes that we talked about the series, and it definitely felt that a lot more people were enjoying it when they were seeing more cast members tweet with them. You know, uh, I know I certainly did. It was it was super fun. Uh, you kind of got that sense uh, with Attack on Titan, My Hero Academia, uh, Dr. Stone right now with Made in Abyss, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, I cannot wait for Kuro and Laser getting to finish the whole series from a previous oh, podcast. God. I want to know their reactions. It's going to happen. I want to know their reactions. I'm very excited. But, like, you see what I'm saying? Like, that right there. That type of... That type of feeling you don't get anywhere else. And I just love the fact that we get to experience it together. Like Sketch and I have already seen Made in Abyss. We know what to expect and like we love the series or we really enjoy the series. And yet we have two other members of our staff, you know, Laser and Kuro, and they haven't experienced it yet. So like we get this very like, I don't know, almost like older sibling type of thing where we're just like, all right, kids, we're going to have to sit you down. We're going to have to get ready. And that yeah, and, and it's super. It's, it's super communal related. experience. Mm-hmm. Um, e- mm-hmm. even if someone like me who doesn't typically watch it live, I'll watch it the next day. I'm still watching it on a weekly cycle with everyone else, and I'm getting that build up. Yeah, I mean, in my case, a lot of the time because obviously I have a child, you know, who's already cried during this live podcast, and I've had to mute the mic. Um, <laughs> Paul, take care of the kid. Take care. Well, no, he cried. No, he cried because I was being too loud. Oh, no. Oh, mute yourself. Um, You're done. We're taking your speaking so, privileges. <laughs> so, um, you, you know, it's sometimes, so yeah, well, you know, you've seen cute pictures of him, but. Um, yeah, thanks to those cute pictures, mom wants got grandbabies now, asshole. You're welcome. <laughs> I don't like you, man. You know what happens when she sees pictures of babies. Um, Where was I? So. It's it is harder for me to watch Toonami these days, but I do like with for example, um Shenmu, I'm I'm keeping up on that, watching that. Um and you know, I'm just trying to keep up with what we have. But like for example, like Cowboy Bebop, you don't have to keep up with that because you've already seen it like fifty times. Um <laughs> the fifty first time is when it really hits you, Paul. I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, if that's the case, maybe I'll turn into a fan yet. You I'm going to go hide in the corner now. Don't worry. No, you got a human resources meeting tomorrow, laser bro. <laughs> it's, it's take, him to the ba- take him to the basement. Actually, yep. I do have a question for you, laser. Yeah. 
What's it been like to see Shenmue animated, considering you played the original oh. games, actually? I know oh, Junior I, recently I mean, I, played it, too. You and saw my reaction that it. got announced. I was bouncing off walls. Um, it's been really surreal to see a lot of stuff, because I'm an old man now in my 40s, but when I played Shenmue, I was still in high school. Um, and it has a lot of fond memories connected to it, especially the first game. Well, mostly the first game, really. But it was really nice to revisit a lot of stuff. There was a lot of stuff that it, to me is important, but really isn't important to the overall narrative that kind of got skipped over. I'm sad I'll never get to see the Tomato Mart in, in animation form, and, and that song will not infect the channel. <sighs> I'm sad. But it's been really cool to see it expand its audience because i it's a story that's very dear to me that's been so niche locked to the dreamcast until a couple of years ago when it uh, finally got a remaster and now it's even getting an even wider audience and hopefully people will see that remaster and maybe play it that is exciting and guess what folks we have another guest i promise we have another guest to talk with us about their favorite tsunami memories uh speak you have been summoned Hello, everybody! Yay! It's Celia! <laughs> I'm so happy! <laughs> Yay! See, see Hi, Paul, Kuro isn't the only girl that's going to join us today. Hooray. What did you do to her? To <laughs> Let's see. Uh, I threatened that I would sleep forever. <laughs> we promised to show Maru pictures. <laughs> <laughs> and not round one I mean, <laughs> that could be one of the easiest ways to get me to do anything, you know? Listen, I showed Celia a very important tweet about how people should ask millennial women how they felt about Shishomaru at age 13. And Celia's like, true. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. 13-year-olds oh. write fan fiction or they have it in their head canon. I'm telling you. Yep. It's a thing. It's All I want to know is how hard has it been to clean your bathtub lately? Uh, not terribly because I haven't dyed my hair, but I am giant mess this weekend because <laughs> i got some more blue hair dye so i'm going back to blue it's exciting <laughs> oh shit it's the mecha goddess herself you know i love celia because she has just as much fucking make information as i do and she probably knows more than i do especially when it comes to macross and i fucking love that i uh i uh i do a lot of research and by research, I mean I browse a lot of websites uh, just for the sake of reading it and being like, I wonder what the answer to this is. Like, I know way too much about uh, how Anno was feeling during the production of Evangelion because Dude, I went and like, I did a deep dive and I found like translated articles from 1995 and 1996 where he was admitting to some pretty dark stuff. Like, that's kind of my favorite thing is just to go read things online. So. I, know fucked, I know it was fucked up back then, for real. And people contributed to that. You, you know, yeah. I wanted to tell you, see, one of my followers has just discovered discovered uh, Macross, and she's been, like, tweeting as she's watching it. And I'm, I'm watching her, reading her tweets today, and she's like, wow, I can just play this opening on repeat. The song is amazing. She's just, like, talking about the show and really, like, getting into it because she's never seen it before. And I'm like, I'm assuming it's a she. And I I just wanted, I was like, oh, man, Celia would love this. She would love the new fan. It's great. It's great. Makes me want to start watching it again, too. 
Yeah, like, oh my god. Well, and she really can listen to it on repeat because all the Macross discography, except for SDF Macross, uh, which is technically the iteration that aired on Toonami, all of it is on Spotify. Uh, it's actually something they added to their catalog recently, which is super cool. So if you like anything from Macross 2 onward, it's available for legal streaming on Spotify and Apple Music, and, and you can buy it on iTunes, which is insane. Like, I, ha- I can stop importing CDs. This is amazing. That's those Listen. are magic words. <laughs> I didn't agree to that. I didn't agree to this Macross thing. I love it. Absolutely love it. Dude, uh, but, but Macross still, is OG Mick, man. We, we've been talking about our favorite Toonami memories of the past 25 years. I know it's crazy to think you haven't been alive for that long. I understand. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> listen, listen. Celia is a young, young lady. Oh, so, so mm-hmm. young. Yeah, she's like 100 years younger than me. So it's fine. Congratulations. Uh, uh, so what has been your favorite memory when you think about Toonami for the past 25 years? Like it, it, it's still it, saying it just doesn't quite hit because like I'm 31, so I'm like, wow, it really young. started when I was that young. Like I did not realize that. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Hmm. I think okay. So for like pre-revival tsunami, some of my like my fondest memory is watching the Haku and Zabuza arc on mm. tsunami. Like I don't think I've mm. ever like dedicated myself to making sure I was planted in front of the TV every Saturday as much as I did during that story arc in Naruto. And what kind of like, I, thinking about it, I'm humored by the fact that it's that arc in particular, because I'm not like a super big Naruto fan anymore. I really grew out of it. But that time where I was like 12, 13, and I'm like, this show is really cool. I've never seen a show about ninjas and they're fighting and the animation's awesome. And I really like the teacher guy. Like, he's pretty cool. You know, it's a pretty Kakashi heavy arc. So it's probably why it sticks out in my brain because he's my, my favorite and continues to be my favorite to this day. Um, mm. But yeah, I was really deep into that. Uh, so much so that, like, I bought the Naruto headband at Borders. Back in the day at Borders Bookstore, because I was when like, Borders I was need a this. thing. Oh my God. <laughs> Damn, oh my man. God. Borders oh, takes God, me you back. You took me back. A lot of my earliest anime VHS tapes came from a Borders bookstore. <laughs> oh. and, then we, and then me and uh, Laser Bro found Suncoast. Oh, no, you wanna, Suncoast. You want to talk about old? Mm. How about how about thirty bucks having for two episodes? How about having anime at media play? Oh, Ooh. that's old. Yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah. right in my I remember in the mid 2000s, I about lost my absolute uh, ex- excitement seeing a Naruto set at Walmart. Yes, I remember that too. I remember and when I'm like, like Viz so titles surprised. were coming to Walmart and it, I was blown away. Yeah. Like, what do you like mean? I can get this at in a Walmart now? store. <laughs> I mean, I'm a guy who grew up going, oh, hey. I'm renting anime on VHS from a blockbuster video. Oh, yeah. Hey, look, Dragon Ball is on UPN in 1995. Heck, I found Toonami because of Thundercats, because I was like, oh, "Oh, Thundercats is on TV again. Laser, Laser, you know the craziest thing about Dragon Ball Z and UPN? Hmm. I now work at the station that supplied DBZ to the Boston market. Oh, Oh, my God, that's amazing. Yeah, that blew me away. When did Boston market put DBZ on the menu? 
Listen, oh, Jesus Christ. it was the kids' meal with the cornbread. It was delicious. I loved it. Oh, sketches punch. And also, Celia, Stephen said all the rounds to show Maru faces for you only. No. <laughs> oh no. I oh, that show makes me so angry. Can I just and say like, we still have yet to like find out what the fuck happened at the end of season one, and it leaves you on that. I didn't. I, I know you warned me about that, but I'm like, really? That's oh, so I should have that to look forward to whenever I get off of my. Oh uh, god, the show's so mech kick, and actually try and watch more of it. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> you know the thing is, is like, okay, the first episode, great. The final episode, amazing. Like it brought tears to my eyes. And I was so angry when it was over because I'm like, why was the finale that good? Like it had no business being that good. And it was such a train wreck from episode two onward. Um, I'm watching season two. I can't say it's much of an improvement. Oh, no. Do we get more yeah. round faces? Oh, yeah. Yes. Everyone, everyone is round. <laughs> <laughs> everyone is round in season oh, two. Table <laughs> be round. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Tsunami viewers will get to experience that if uh, if season two comes on the block because uh, it's a uh, it it's a thing. We have ourselves a living legend. Hello, I, that's a little much. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the original host of the Tsunami Faithful Podcast, Mr. Jose Argumento. Hi, everyone. Jose! You miss me, don't you, Jose? He lives. Family reunion time. Yeah. Um, hi, everyone. You you caught me in kind of an awkward time. Sketch, thank you for, for getting in touch with me, though. I'm literally working on a former Toonami show. Uh, I'm working on one of the trailers. I can't talk about it, but you'll see that soon. Awesome. And I can't say which company it's for, either. Ooh. <laughs> NDA, host, my favorite show. Jose for you. Yep. Uh, Jose, you miss me, don't you? No. No. <laughs> what, I, I have so much cooler stuff to do, and of course not. No, uh, in all seriousness, of course, I, I do miss actually, I do miss the podcast a bit. It was nice to have that routine. Um, but I am also happy with, with the opportunities um, that, you know, I, I've gotten to, to do. Um, and, you know, and it's been been a hell of a journey and you know part of that comes from this podcast as well like for sure oh yeah especially that 99 f-bomb episode oh jesus that, that, I, I, <laughs> don't know what you're um, <laughs> I just i just need another momo con to visit again yeah I mean, is like, that sorry was that cj talking maybe Maybe. Jose's about to say no. I don't want to see you again. <laughs> no, I want to see you again because uh, you're 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 asking for an ass whooping because I, I heard you were a talented editor and more. Uh, I know, Paul. And more Paul's again. lying. Paul's Oops. lying again. I swear. <laughs> and I just want to. I want to challenge you. CJ is the best goal. editor. Listen, you listen. Know. I am nowhere near as talented as Jose. Trust That's me on not that. True. My favorite thing, at least, is the fact that Jose and I can talk about industry talk, and I don't yeah. mean about the things that he can't talk about. I'm talking about his actual job. I appreciate oh, that on yeah. such a level. That... Wait, while, while I have Jose on, like, it was Jose, the last Momocon we went to, Jose was like, I need to tell you something, but you can't say anything. And I'm like, well, of course I'm not going to say anything. And then he drops that Ronin Warrior news on me, and I'm like, 
You want me to hold on to this info for what? Oh Lord! Yeah, you didn't. <laughs> I felt, no, I no, I I, I didn't even say anything. People were like, "Yeah, Paul told me," and I'm like, "What? What? No, I I I hadn't said anything. <laughs> like I I still haven't said. I didn't say anything until it dropped. No one, no one knew. No one outside knew. Whoever you, but people on the podcast knew, and you're I think the only person I told. And I was like, oh, oh I I didn't tell anybody. That's the thing. Like I didn't tell okay. the only person I told was Darrell. So if Darrell, no, Jose I, was about to say, no, I did not tell anything. About that. No, 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 no. Just throwing him under the bus. No, no, Jose now. told us together, but I never said a thing. Yeah, okay, this good. this is family talk, as you can tell. <laughs> oh yeah, no, um, I didn't say anything about Ronan Warriors at all. I, I was like, freaking thing. I mean, you uh, told me no, on like after a podcast like once, I think. Yeah, I might have told yeah, some of you, who, but like that's who I found out from. I was like, <gasps> but I never said anything, Jose. Actually, leak. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, no. I never said anything, man. Because uh, I'm Jose. Jose, since, since you're here and you know able to join us for a little bit. What has been your biggest memory of Toonami the past 25 years? Because it, it has to be crazy to think 25 years, Toonami going. It, it's kind of hard to narrow it down to one. Um, you know, I, obviously, I, I have my own personal experiences with Toonami, obviously, with this podcast and, of course, doing um, doing Momocon and doing... And getting to work on IGPX, which uh, I, I know this—I know this is probably audio only, but you guys can see it on the video stream here. There's an IGPX poster that was given to me by Jason Marco when I first met him, and it's mm-hmm. a very personal show to me. Um, I know that not everybody else feels that way, but it's a very personal show to me. And then to go on to work on that show for Discotech, or rather with Discotech—I don't work for Discotech on that particular show—you um, know—also means a lot to me and. She, getting to meet Shinichi the Watanabe and having him um, and 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 Jim and I getting being the first people to ever see Space Dandy outside of its production team uh, was a huge deal and just yeah there's a ton of memories that are just extremely personal but from the block itself I would say um, the Dreams promo is something that you know inspired me in fact I think I tried probably very poorly to quote it as my last thing before I left the show. Um, and that, that promo has meant a lot to me. Um, and you know, when I was a kid and I, I tweeted this earlier when I was a kid, like I wanted to edit tsunami promos. I wanted to edit the music videos because even though I didn't know what video editing was, I had no clue what that job was as a kid, but that's what I wanted to do when I grew up. And I sort of got to do that. I've been lucky that I got to, uh, I've, I've had the opportunity to edit trailers, not for Toonami, um, maybe once for Toonami, but with with IGPX, but I don't even really count that, to be honest. Um, and, you know, but to get to edit trailers like for Naruto, which is a show I love, for Lupin, which I'm a huge fan of, and um, trying to think of other trailers I've done that I can talk about. Um, I did a Dragon Quest manga trailer uh recently that that just came out um and of course getting to work on these old tsunami shows like runner warriors uh you know it's it's i got to kind of live that dream i still have a goal i'll be honest of eventually doing a real tsunami music video or promo or something just like doing a real one for the network um that would be you know super cool dream come true but one day i'm, I'm not rushing it i'm not in a rush 
you know, Block's been around for 25 years, and I can see it going on for 25 more. For real. Paul, I can see why you think me and Jose are like the same person, considering how giddy I was meeting the Toonami editors at Momocon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my exactly. God. It's literally a carbon copy. It's so crazy. When, and, when yeah. Johnny Ray introduced himself and he was like, oh, I edited the Dream Throne. I was like, oh, dude, you have no idea how much that promo means to me. <sighs> you know, and then Sarah, you know, uh, being one of the music supervisors and, of course, the editor of the Tommy version of IGPX, as well as editing that amazing IGPX music video, just, like, huge for me, getting to meet those those people and, and idolizing this team who just influenced me endlessly. Yeah. It been, brought me joy seeing Jose so delighted. I was just happy that you were happy that day, bro. Happy, happy what? I, Sorry? I was just happy to see you happy that day, man. Yeah. It was, it was definitely it was definitely a special moment. I mean, I can definitely confirm, like... Um, it was a surreal poster. moment, man. Mm-hmm. I yeah. just remember Sketch's best um, reply to, like, everyone at Momocon. It's like, guys, we don't see CJ geeking out over anything. This is very new territory for us. This is wonderful. Please show more. <laughs> yeah, we... Uh, it's a shame, too, because, like... You know, I kind of have a little bit of a dream. I would love to do it now that I actually have experience in it. But I, because I, I always feel like but kind of bad when the tsunami editors like Johnny and Sarah are on stage because nobody knows, you know, CJ, you can attest, editors are kind of invisible. Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> We're very invisible. We don't typically take the spotlight very often. For the and record, I wrote about Sarah and the work she does with the editing in my uh, Thankful for the Ladies article. So I yeah. wanted to give light specially to that kind of work. Mm-hmm. So I hope, I awesome. hope it did something to help because I, I totally get what you're saying. Like behind the scenes, people do a lot of really important work. I yeah, say but... Jose praises all the damn time because I label everything that's done right the Jose standard. It has to hold up to his standard, man. And I remember the days of Jose just bitching about the rendering, and but he would be up all night to get content out. <laughs> you, you'd be surprised how lazy I've gotten because I just don't have time anymore. Flick um, <laughs> hey, the switch. Cheat. I've learned how to cheat very well. Um, but the thing hey. I was, I was going to say was was – the editors up on the stage, they never get questions because, like, CJ, you can attest, like, we don't, we're not in the spotlight very often. Uh, nope. Yeah, and it's kind of hard to describe to people what exactly it is we do. And uh, one of the things that I would love to do is invite them and maybe a few other editors, you know, um, to do, like, an art of, you know, editing trailers for anime panel. And if I could get them on the panel... That would be amazing. That would be a dream come true for me. I would love to put together that panel, um, talk about my own experiences with with Viz and Discotech, editing trailers for them, and of course, you know what makes a good trailer, what makes a bad trailer. Why are so many anime trailers, quite frankly, shit? Because uh, I have very strong opinions about that. A lot of anime trailers are shit, and I include some of mine in those. Uh, there are some I've done for for Discotech. Um, I'll, I'll be frank, all the IGPX ones I did, I did three IGPX ones for Discotech. I'm not proud of any of them. I don't like I, any of them. I don't like them all. And I would love to get another chance to, to do them one day, but, you know, there's no release coming out, so. Right. I will say, for, like, what I do professionally... 
<laughs> like it's when, uh, things, right? Yeah, when you yeah, fuck up, like when you turn someone's skin blue by accident, or you know, take the uh, different type of uh, shading type of uh, programs that was going on during a newscast. Like, so I don't know. You'll know when it's me. When it, things are going well, you'll never know it's me. But when it goes horribly, oh, you know it was me. <laughs> well, even with times, like people don't even understand simple things like white balance. I won't give a, I won't give like the specific example, but there was a story you ran. And the the camera operator forgot to white balance, and so the interviewee looked very red. It looked like they were, you know, kind of suffering some kind of blood condition um, at, or heart condition or something like that. And it looked bad on the network because it, it looked like we were implying something when we weren't. And we were like, we forgot to white balance that. That's what happened there. We didn't color correct it. Uh, someone just missed it. So yes, those mistakes can be very embarrassing and not good. I, I didn't do I, that. That's not. Me. I would joke. I would stuff. joke that I like would know which one you're talking about, but it happens like literally every day. It seems like for our side. <laughs> who, yeah. Who? Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm thinking of one very specific example because it got called out on Twitter, but I won't say what that example was. Um, and I wanted to like start tweeting people like, no, we we just forgot to re white balance what the camera guy forgot to white balance like that's on us sorry yeah not implying anything right oddly enough jose and i have a professional relationship not necessarily with each other but like our our companies work with each other which is just the again it blows me away it still blows me away (laughs) every time (laughs) that's true i call your station uh when we're live, I'm one of the I'm one of right now four five five directors at at my division of the company, and we um, we're adding two more soon. So got a lot of uh, people come in and come out, and you know because of COVID and everything that's happening in the world. But uh, yeah, it is kind of funny that like you I I remember because I was like. I think he works for WHDH, they're one of our affiliates. And I'm like, we get footage from them, and I call their station. And they have a funky da- jazz theme. I day. told friends, I told coworkers that, and they called in, they're like, oh my god, we do. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't believe me. <laughs> you guys have, it, it, I think it's gone now, because I haven't heard it in a long time, but I remember Probably. that. I was like, why did why is WHDH so funky fresh? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I'd call it that, but yeah. But yeah, no, it's, it's just... And then pretty much what I'm trying to get at with this is that this is what I'm talking about when it comes to Toonami community. All of us coming together, wildly different backgrounds, and yet somehow, out of all the people in the world, Jose and I were able to meet up, and we actually were a lot closer related than we thought. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like That's the kind of magic that Toonami brings. And I think that's really something that I love touching upon, especially for episodes like this when we're commemorating, celebrating... And thinking about um, just just you know the amazing accomplishment of how long Toonami's been able to entertain fans because it's just wild to think of man twenty five years and like all the people here all the people that we've worked with all the people that have you know commented with us have talked with us Brad kills them, right? of, it's it's one of those types of things where it really is special and I can't stress enough how amazing and how much i enjoy the fact that we have 
this type of community that, you know, not necessarily, you know, in, in the context of just Toonami Faithful, but just for Toonami in general. You know, it's one of those types of things where it's like, it, it's just really nice. I really enjoy it. I apologize for all my notifications going on. He's <laughs> a busy man. He has the anime yeah. to make. <laughs> anime. And, well, so the thing that was going off was actually my news computer. I am technically off the clock for that. Uh, I'm working on something for one of the companies I do anime for. But I also wanted to show you guys, because I have it here. I figured this would be cool for Toonami fans, um, even though they're only going to hear this, I guess. Uh, I have my my Ooh, uh, oh. uh, cell art frame. Very nice, Melvina. Oh, wow, and nice. Really cool. And then there's key art on a separate. Oh, thing. very oh. cool. Beautiful. So Sorry that for the listeners. Yeah. So basically, it, it is uh, for those of you that maybe are aware of how um, animation used to be done before the digital era. Um, <laughs> What, what you would usually do is draw literally on paper. You would draw, uh, so key animation would, would use different color pencils for a different color uh, so that the, the artist who's going to be doing the final uh, painting on the cell would know how to paint the, uh, the, the key animation. And then on the actual plastic cell, which is a piece of plastic that you lay over a painted background, they use... Um, they uh, paint over that cell and uh, you lay it down and then you shoot it on, you know, 16 or 35 millimeter film. And that's how you make anime. Uh, you do it maybe 12 times per second or 24 if it's more of a, you know, uh, expressive piece of animation or smoother piece of animation. But yeah, it's uh, this is this is from Outlaw Star, an old tsunami show that had recently reaired. And it's um, awesome. Right? That, well, it's a piece of science? history, too. Like, yeah, animation's are, not done that way anymore. These are one of a kind. Jose was speaking of the old ways. <laughs> that campy That's show fantastic. that he likes. I that know. Campy I, show I do like, yeah. <laughs> and directed by the same guy who did IGPX, the other very uh, nice poster I have behind me. And then that Nagi behind me. Um, that my girlfriend gave me that from a very talented artist. And then these two pieces up here are uh, Ghost in the Shell production uh, artwork. One of them's from the movie. The one down here is from the one down here is from the series. It's from the second season. And then this is from the movie. Oh wow! Beautiful. Yeah, I know they're far away. I'm not going to take them off the wall, but yeah, there's a lot of artwork in this uh, on this side too. There's a Space Dandy poster over here that's signed by both Ian Sinclair and Junichi Suave, both voices of uh, Dandy. So. Oh, oh sick! That's yeah. nice. Yeah, ask these guys. I love art. I spent all my money at cons on art. Yeah, I, it's I, true. She sent me a, a nice monkey so D. Luffy cheap, image. Like, comparatively, so I was like, uh, I'm getting it. Fuck it. Uh, oh, sorry. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to curse. <laughs> okay. it, you can curse. I do too. Fuck it. <laughs> Yay! I'll say fuck it. We all say fuck it. Pretty uh, much. I was the fuck. first to say it. During the bleeping errors, <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. kind of glad I guess the bleeping errors over. But uh, I know, hey, but it was kind of fun because people never knew what I was saying at times when you put those perfectly timed bleeps. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I used to edit the, the freaking crazy. thing in Pro Tools. Oh Lord, yeah, that was overkill. That was so I overkill. Know. I don't have that program anymore. Um, 
Nate left. Oh, I wanted to say something to Nate. Oh, no. I'm sure he still has the stream up, but he said he had to bounce. Oh, I'm sorry, Nate. <laughs> but it's okay, Jose. We can always flick the switch. Yeah. <laughs> well, who's... <laughs> Caboose and Junior, thank you for stopping by. It was great to hear how you felt when Adult Swim retweeted you today. <laughs> I know you're like, holy crap, what are they doing? He's but, really uh, talented at video. Yeah. He is. Incredibly he, talented. Uh, he me personally, for sure. Career if he wanted to. I, has, has he said what he's doing with? I don't want to step on any announcement that he wanted to make. Has he said anything about anything? Not uh, really. Not okay. that I will not say anything then. Ooh, that's a tease. That's not a tease. <laughs> that's what we call the business a professional tease. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it shall neither confirm nor deny. No, no, a professional deny. tease, that's the kind you have to pay for, right? The fact that he Listen, sketch, sketch. <laughs> has spent that much time on on doing editing and archiving and putting together videos and that they're just so popular i think i think the dedication and the quality speak for itself so i didn't get a chance to tell him before he left but i wanted to say that if he ever listens to this that that huge shout out to caboose jr for for all that hard work and that the quality really shows and i hope that he has a rich career in, in this somehow he deserves it Junior is the MVP of Toonami fandom. Yeah. Amen. Nate, if you're listening, buddy, it was an honor to meet you when you were down here in Atlanta. Um, and you are supremely talented. And I hope that you use that talent for good and you get what you want because you deserve everything in the world, buddy. <laughs> no, he'll use that talent for evil. <laughs> oh, I'm after you. I will. We're going to have words. <laughs> yes, and I actually enjoyed my time meeting everybody. But I would say probably my favorite two mo moments. It wasn't necessarily Roman Warriors, but it was after I saw the micro series of uh, IGP IGPX, when we actually <laughs> got to see the IGPX series. I know I said it was kind of like NASCAR uh, steroids, but Jim kind of pointed out I was like Formula One, but I'm going to still say NASCAR meets steroids in the future. Because trust me, being from Alabama, I know I would have seen a lot of rednecks on the track saying, Woo! Go Team Sledge, Mama! I think the reason uh, typically it's more Formula One is because... It's because of the sleep design, man. No, it's not because of the sleep design. The internationalness it's to it. It's yeah. more to, you know, because it's not... NASCAR is just Americans. Well, wow. you know, tell it to the hillbillies down here at Talladega, man. They think that everything is international from the county to county. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I the Formula One share the the same kind of system in terms of racing, and also it's it's more of international. So like yeah. teams from France, America, Japan, um, you know, uh, Argentina. I'm sure I'm missing a few, but uh, Germany, Germany. I knew one. I knew I was missing one. Those were kind of your big teams in the IG one from from their countries. Yeah, but it was it was just great and fun, man. I'm glad you got to do the rematch because I really remember you saying that you would actually do it for free <laughs> all the time. Yeah, exactly, and that's I, what it ended up. I've never made a dime off IGPX. I've worked on it, God knows how long, and never made a dime off of it. And but man, attack Disco Tech. It's not. I didn't work for Disco Tech on that release. I worked for Warner 
And similar to like the way the Toonami crew runs, it was one of those things, well, we already pay you to do this job. Um, you can do this other one, but we're not going to pay you for it. Yeah. But the thing is, man, one of the things I want to say, Jose, is like that remaster, man, it was done beautifully. And I know you had it was your hand on it. So when I look at the remasters, I always brag and tell everybody like my buddy Jose did the remaster. Thank you. Uh, I had help. I had yeah. a lot of help from uh, big shout out to Brady Hartle at Discotech. Uh Dude carried my ass, to be frank. <laughs> I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, I still kind of don't know what I'm doing sometimes. And he has been very patient every time I come up with something stupid. Like, let's do this thing. And he's like, well, here are all the reasons why that's stupid and won't work. <laughs> um, Dare to be stupid, sir. Dare he's stupid. been very patient, uh, especially on IGPX uh, with me regarding that title. So I, I appreciate him especially and the entire production team that I don't I don't remember everybody's names off the top of my head uh, on that one. But hey, Adult Swim got to be involved in that one, so that was pretty cool. That's my small piece of Toonami legacy. So many memories! Wow, that's amazing. It's what happens when you reach twenty five years of existence, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's milestone. It, it is, and it just. Like, especially just like having everyone on, especially when Junior was on here too, and like all you guys that I enjoy working with, people who I haven't, but enjoy like a certain social media person. That's fine. I'm not bitter, but uh, <laughs> you're bitter. I'm a little bitter, but I wouldn't know anything about that, CJ. No, I just send you rounds to show Maru face to. <laughs> To fix it all. <laughs> and, all right. and get you obsessed with Genshin Impact. That was my other well, kind folks. of thing. But it's one of those types of things where I think it really does speak to why we do what we do, why fans are so passionate as they are, and why those who are at Adult Swim and have worked on, you know, Toonami stuff really enjoy having their name on something that has been on the block, whether it be a promo, music video. Uh, a show that they might have worked, things along those lines. Like, there's a reason why people seem to really enjoy what they do, and I just having the central thing be tsunami is just it, it blows me away every time. It, it does. Like, I've been able to do things I never thought were possible. Same thing with you know Kuro, Celia, Darrell, Paul, Sketch, Junior, Jose, Laser, V Lord. It's just. <sighs> It, those not appearing up. on this podcast. And well, some of them, not all. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Everybody. It's just, it's one of those types of things. I'm just being fresh because it's late for me, but um, it's, it's one of those types of things where uh, I think when you see how, how like different types of places kind of, I don't know, build the community around Tsunami. I think you kind of see the fruits of that labor and why people seem to really enjoy doing it. You know, I, I know I do. Uh, wait a minute. Stephen and Arthur, I'm not bitter. Stop. <laughs> Y'all leave CJ alone or else I'm going to kill you all. <laughs> right. I'm not. I, I get to talk to Celia whenever I want. So it's fine. But um, it, it's, it's one of those types of things where I really do enjoy 
kind of what Toonami stands for and how it's incorporated into our lives. It's just because, like, we kind of do the we kind of take the Toonami creed really seriously with how we, you know, promote, with how we provide uh, content, with how we treat one another, all these types of things. It's it's something that I don't think really gets stated enough. And it's why I really have been like so busy today <laughs> and just how, why I wanted to make sure that like today really went as perfect as it could um, to give thanks and to really kind of, I don't know, be all sentimental. Cause I'm sentimental about these sort of things. Like I, re- like I'm remembering old tsunami memories. I got to spend with my brother. I got to remember old stuff that I got to watch so it's one of those types of things where I really, really do enjoy it. Oh, looks like we have someone else who's going to be late. I guess we probably should end it soon, huh, Sketch? Well, uh, maybe. But, I don't uh, want to lose people. <laughs> no. I'm, so, I'm sorry, y'all. I got to go. There's some military stuff I got to do for someone, so oh. I got to bounce out. Okay. But it's all Carol. We Deuces. love you. I will uh, take your old man slot for you. Thank you, old man. You got it. But I like to say I'm, I like to think at this point I'm chronologically mature. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good one. <laughs> All right, but you know, before I leave, gotta leave y'all with this. Deuces. Of course. <laughs> of course. Oh, Jose! I was listening back to the first episode I was on. That. That was an experience. I don't think I could listen to the old podcast episodes, honestly. <laughs> no, they still hold up pretty well. I, I'm glad you think, though. I, I can't listen or watch myself, to be honest. I um, So when I went to go look for that Shinichiro Watanabe interview, I immediately turned it off as soon as I showed up. Uh, <laughs> even though it's one of my you know precious memories, uh, I can't watch it. I <laughs> can't watch it. <laughs> I've never felt more insanely jealous than I do this moment when you say you got to meet Shinichiro Watanabe. I, I got to see him without sunglasses. Oh, stop, stop. Wow. Just, I, I, I so wish I could have. I love him. I adore his work. You're so lucky. He's, he, was very, he was very nice. He's very kind. Um, I think this is like kind of a deep cut, but I think Kenny Adomi was in the room and I didn't know it. <laughs> I had no oh, clue. Wow. And I was like, was Kenny a dude? Oh my God. Like, I could have asked him so many other questions. But, you guys, oh we well. need to get back to cons. This, this needs to, we need to get back to cons. I need this to happen again. This <laughs> is a convention. Listen, we're going to have, we're going to have a panel, you know, we'll have a convention, we'll all show up there, and then we won't do anything and just bullshit for an hour. It's <laughs> CJCon hosted at Kuro's place. So it's yes. how podcasts begin. I, I see. Breakfast. Well, I have chickens. Everybody will have eggs. You'll have places to sleep. Oh Jesus! So I I went to to KatsuCon and my my friends Richard and Ellen were were there. Richard Epgar and Ellen Stern Epgar uh, were there, and uh, they had the world premiere of the Lupin episode zero dub, which I produced. Um, thing is, KatsuCon didn't know I was the producer of it, so I still had to wait in line to my to my own. <laughs> That's, uh... Uh, but I was like, that'll keep you humble. And, well, yeah, but like, I, I didn't tell them. I just came as an attendee. But I just, I, I ran up on the stage, and I was, Richard and Ellen knew I was going to do that. 
Uh, and I was like, hello, I, I produced the movie. Hi, people in line I stood with. <laughs> it was a very humbling moment. That's amazing. Have it's like Undercover Boss. To get through that. <laughs> well, I mean, like, the thing is, people, there was a guy in line, and I hope he's not listening. He was nice, but he was asking people what they did. And I was very coy. I didn't want to answer him. Um, you know, he was just like trying to be friendly and stuff, and which I understand. And he was just like, "Oh, what do you do? What do you do?" And I was like, "Uh, you know, um, I don't do anything." <laughs> and then I showed up. Like, Hello, I produced the movie. I That's awesome. That. That's pretty great. So, uh, wow. It was nice because I haven't seen Richard and Ellen in oh god, <clears throat> in since 2019, I think. Really? Uh, over Thanksgiving, I haven't seen them in a very, very long time. So it was great. Uh, for for me and my partner to actually get to see them again, and we had we had a lovely dinner together, and you know um, talked about Lupin projects that we wanted to do, and Lupin projects that we were, that we heard maybe about, and you know other stuff, and just chop the shit. It was really 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 fun to see him again. Um, I just wanted to promote Lupin. Oh, also I helped get Lupin Part Four on on Toonami, so that's another part of my little Toonami legacy. That was fun. Yes. Yeah. Good job. Oh wait, that was the thing that Richard told us ahead of time. Yeah, uh, I think he's. I think he wasn't supposed to do that. <laughs> yeah, because I remember that. Because then all of a sudden we, we you were like, wait, who told you that? I was like, oh, it was Richard, and you're like, oh, I should have expected Maybe we that. Shouldn't be saying that live on this stream. Oh no! Oh, everybody, everybody knows. knows that. Everyone yeah. already knows about yeah, that. Everybody already knows about that. Really? Yeah. Leaks all the freaking time because. The actors, uh, bless them, they're awesome, but they have no idea what they're working on half the time. Um, and that's not their fault. They just come in, they walk in, and they're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm voicing Fujiko today. Okay. I don't know for what until, like, <laughs> it's announced. And they're, they're working on multiple, like, so um, they, these both have been, actually, I'll talk about all the times this has happened, but, like, Eternal Mermaid and Part 5, were recorded at the same time in two different studios um, with the same, not only the same loop on cast, but like the same incidental characters were played by the same actors. So like Christina V is in both of those and she's a main character in both of those. So it's like, wait, which character am I playing? Uh, this is loop on, right? I'm this character in this, but I'm this one in this. And yeah, that can get real confusing real fast. And I knew it was like, I know it was really probably very confusing to go from because some of the actors. Uh, this is the this was the worst kept secret was part one's dub, but part one's dub was happening at the same or not at the same time, but nearly at the same time as episode zero's dub. And for those of you that are familiar with the franchise, episode zero and part one like have a lot of references to each other. Uh, you know, so like they they actually pay homage in a lot of scenes. So like a lot of the times. You know, they recorded episode zero and then they do part one. And it's like, wait, didn't we do this scene? And so they have no, they really have no idea what they're recording a lot of the time. It's it's hard to tell because they're just recording so much. And now it's uh, not just discotech, but of course, TMS is pumping out a lot of their own loop on dubs with that cast. So I can get confusing real fast. All I know is, is that both Kerr and Celia know how to just get rid of me when it comes to a con now. <laughs> They're learning all the magic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. Like, I admire your patience for standing in line for your own, like, 
the showing of the thing you worked on, Jose, because like I experienced industry one year at a con after going to cons for 10 years as a regular attendee. And I'm like, I can never have a regular badge again. <laughs> I, I love being able to access the lounge. I love going like not having lounge? to wait his line and lot. Well, at least it, like some cons have a stat, like we'll have an industry lounge or like a lounge where like industry and press oh, can go depending yeah. on how big they are. So I, I did press a few years. I've never gotten an industry badge. I've worked <laughs> on Lupin now for oh almost God. five years, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been working with Discotech for a while. I've never gotten an industry badge. <laughs> they don't like me enough. <laughs> what is going on? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, it's great to at least be press because the year I went to Anime Expo and I wasn't press. Oh yeah. boy, that's just uh, I can second right that. <laughs> See, I've, I've Lord, you saw what happened to me on AX as a normal person, but I was told specifically by Paul I now have to have my press pass because <laughs> the things worked out. It's a long story. <laughs> Girl, anyway, once you get one, you never story. go back. <laughs> I listen. Yeah, I tried all to I, get press as CNN, and that fell through because I ended up not going. But uh, that's that hilarious, fun. actually. <laughs> you know, they, it, were, they were excited because they were like, "Oh, CNN's coming," and I'm like, "No, we're not." No. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, there's always the confusion when uh, Tsunami Faithful is here. <laughs> Yeah. Like, oh my goodness. We're, yep. we're not tsunami. I, had to I experience so that all the time. So we times. uh so Otacon, our first year at Otacon, we were not eligible to do uh to get press because Tsunami Faithful had not been around for long enough, even though we had a quite a large following at the time. Um so thankfully our, our friends at Adult Swim Central hooked us up because they had been around for I think like six years at that point or longer than that even. Um, and they hooked us up and they were, they got us our badges. Um, so that's why if you go watch the Shinya to Watanabe uh, interview or any of the coverage that we did from Otakon in 2013, they have their logo on it because we technically were under them. And right. of course people were going, so you're adult swim, you're adult swim. And we're like, no, we're adult swim central. <laughs> just a fan site listen fan site, the amount of times I have to explain to people it's like that old Spongebob meme how many times do we have to tell you this old man <laughs> oh there was a guy who was very adamant that like I tried to explain to him like hey I'm not with Adult Swim like but he was he went off on a um on a bit of a rant against like the live action series on Adult Swim like why is Adult Swim playing live action like it's like it's not Cartoon Network it's a different network (laughs) but at the same time complaining to me is not going to do anything so those are there were were quite a few instances where we had that happen actually (laughs) those are dark times we don't talk about those times (laughs) I think I remember the first first MobileCon that we went together we were I think we were in the, the vendor hall and just some dude randomly came up to me and Jose and was like, oh, hey, you guys are from Tsunami Faithful. Uh, I hate you guys, but, you know, I really like what you do. And Jose's just like, um, yeah, that's nice. And we walked away. Yeah, I, I uh, vaguely remember this. Yeah, it was just, he it was just a, nice about it. He was just no. like, mean. And I was like, oh, OK. 
Yeah, I was like, "What? Okay, I'm I'm sorry. You you have a nice day." Um, We've been okay. around long enough for you to hate us. <laughs> yeah, so we hadn't weird. been we really hadn't been weird. around for like I think a year at that point, and I was just like, <laughs> "Okay, like thanks yeah, for hating it us." Was a year. It was a year. Yeah, because that I, was our first MomoCon, and that right. that happens. About a year after Toonami came back, so yeah, we were we were basically around for about a year. Yeah, it was just it was it was just very weird. I don't know. I, I that was the only like incident that I've ever had where I'm like, oh okay, all right, is this how we're gonna? Is this how this is gonna go for the next several years? Like okay, <laughs> and it only no, gets worse, like, Paul. I, it I, only I gets worse. Kind of, sorry, go ahead. I I'm just saying it only gets worse. That, no, it doesn't get worse. I would, really say, I would disagree with that. Me, though. I mean, so so one of the things I discovered with the dark side of, of Twitter being, you know, the negativity that comes with being a fan, and there's always going to be that in anime. That's, that's, that's how it is, and that's why, like, I, I completely dedicated myself to, to doing the opposite and being positive. But, you know, when people come on and just are there – to, to complain about what's what is on the show like right now like oh I'm, I'm a shipping and hater and I'm just gonna spend the next 30 minutes telling you how much I hate it it's like why are you here like is this a joke to you I guess it is but but like this is this is not what this is for you know it's it's I, I really don't like that I have a very low tolerance for that kind of negativity and if someone came up to me and said that to my face I have a hard time not pulling like my my kuro ninja moves because i would get a little violent like what is wrong with you get the fuck out of here with that shit go away <laughs> you know well like that's just anna twitter 90 percent of the time yeah. <laughs> everyone putting out their hot takes no matter how negative they are just for 15 minutes of fame it's kind of the norm care, it's weird for someone care. to walk up and just be like i hate you like Okay. No, yeah. Like if I you're guess. on your <laughs> whatever. Yeah. But if you're on like tagging people and shit like that, like that's that's where I'm like you're draw you're crossing the line. Oh, yeah. uh, I suppose the uh, response could always be, "Well, I don't like you either. We're wanted men." Sketch has the best reaction to that that I I love using now. He just says, "Go away, troll," and then shuts it down. And I'm like, I use <laughs> that now every single time. <laughs> that's perfect. Get out of I... here, troll. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I I said some not very kind things about Blade Runner's ending um, because I didn't I didn't particularly like the ending of Blade Runner, but I felt like I was pretty respectful about it. Sure. Um, you know, and I didn't tag Jason, although I think he saw it, and I oh, hope, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> hope he doesn't hate me now. But whatever, that dude probably. Oh, he could never hate you. No, it's no, but he might think something. less of you. <laughs> he might be, I'm pretty sure he does not think of me at all. Um, oh, that's bullshit. That is bullshit. You know damn well he does. V Lord, remember Grant came on and he talked he talked about what he didn't like about Blade Runner. He was very articulate and we had a great discussion about it and it wasn't disrespectful at all and, and it wasn't hateful or mean. It was just here are the things that, that didn't work. And I thought that's that's smart. That's how you discuss those things, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's just a shame too because I was a big cheerleader of Blade Runner. Like I cheerleaded the shit out of Blade Runner, and the last two episodes for me are like the the thing that kind of let that series down for me. I still love the show. I would still absolutely recommend it to most people, uh, especially if you're a Blade Runner fan. But uh, they made two choices that, like, to me, I'm like, ah, oh, they're just 
so close to making this like pitch perfect. Man, it but. sounds like Final Pirate Princess right here. I was just thinking the same thing. I'm like, man, that's two originals in a row that was kind of plagued by the same storytelling pitfall. Yep. Come on, yeah, yeah, the break them all. The endings are hard. Dude, yeah. hire me. I will work for free to prove those stories. Seriously. I, I, will, I well, will fix it for free. I'm telling you I can write a better story. That that is a that is a tricky, tricky thing to uh to say. I would say I, I know I did the whole I will work for free on IGPX. That's different. But to say that you're gonna fix someone's story, I think is I'm kidding. I, I don't want to. I know you're kidding. Just <laughs> just imagine if Kuro did it for free too, and she'd be like, "Why did I say I do it for free?" Oh my God. Also, yeah, you free. You might regret it. If you're good at something, never do it for free. Exactly. <laughs> I, G, I I will say IGPX would have not happened had I not done it for free. So that was a that was a one time thing. Um, but uh, you know, the thing is, like, I know on both those shows because I just happen to know the 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 executives who greenlit them, uh, that they, they got to tell the story that they wanted to tell. Like they got to do what they wanted to do. And that's not always the case. Um, you know, cause Alcon who owns the Blade Runner franchise could have come in and just been like, no, you have to do this. You have to do that. Mm-hmm. They, they chose the ending that they chose Kenji and, and Shinji and that creative team of writers they got to tell the story that they wanted to tell. Uh, same goes for Fenner. I know that they got to tell the story that they wanted to tell, um, which is, you know, you don't always get to do that. Uh, pitfall or whatever, like, you know, if, if the story sucks, the story sucks. At least you got to tell it the way you wanted to tell it. And there's, you know, kind of that that is kind of rare these days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... You know what else is rare? This family togetherness. <laughs> it's so you know, rare. ironically, you know, ironically, I'm trying to see if Jim's around because I would love to have him come on. Oh, oh God, man. that is wow. memories. Is like but whole, uh, Sketch, you you had somebody ready, right? I gave you the thumbs up. I'm ready if you want to bring him on or not. All right, let's uh, let's say hello to friend of the show. Uh oh. Let's see if it works. <laughs> if it even works. If it even works, yeah. Technology. I got somebody else that I really hope will be available, but um, uh, he'll have to call in over the phone, and his phone is busy right now. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> right. so, you are masterful. Look at you organizing all these call-ins. Impressive hosting. I'm doing it all like on the fly, so you know. You didn't have to say that. I thought this was all planned. We're doing it live, Curl. We're doing it live. Uh, Sketch can't take that cloud. Speaking of doing it live, let's let's not wait for our our mystery caller and uh, keep discussing stuff like new series. Woo! Yay! More fully coolie. Yeah, what do you, what do you think, Jose? Of more fully coolie. So that kind of so yeah. Kinda... Let's bring, let's do it. Uh, alternative yeah. was good, and it's the same director as Alternative doing shoot. Oh, that so. makes me happy because I liked yeah. Alternative literally until the last two minutes when when I lost <laughs> me. But uh, other than that, I loved Alternative. Yeah, that I ending was a bit rough. I actually kind of like it. I think a little bit more than the original. I know that's sacrilege. Um, progressive, I think the ending is just kind of weak. Uh, same problem. Uh, but I do like a good chunk of the episodes in in progressive uh 
And I know I was on the podcast for Alternatives Ending. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, that was a long time ago. <laughs> I've been on the podcast more recently. Sketch, you've been dragging me into it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm devious that way. It's how a relative newcomer like me has actually gotten to talk to you before. Yeah. Okay. Hey. Hello. Friend hey, of the Jose. show. Arthur Mason. I don't know doing this, but hello. Hey, Jose. How have you been? It's been a long time. It has been a very long time, Arthur. I have not seen you since... Momocon, Momocon. 2019. Yep. That was the last like, time I saw you. Like, yeah, pre-COVID. Yeah, pre- <laughs> the darkest timeline hello the rest of you guys it's been so damn long since i've talked to any of you mm-hmm. except for me i, I don't we I talked don't like just talk very recently you know yeah i've talked to sketch a few days ago Arthur, and i've harassed like you you know this huh and i've like harassed talking you. you know this i know and <laughs> but uh yeah, if it wasn't for Tsunami, I don't think I would have met any of you guys. I mean, it's been... I still can't believe it's been 25 years since this block has started. And yeah, it's been a long, super long time. Like, uh, it's gone... It, yeah, it's hard to, like, fathom, like, how... how it, what is essentially a children's television block sure. evolved for and influenced so much. Right. I grew up with the kids Fox who were watching it. Yeah, and it's inspired me too because um, when it came back on Adult Swim, I was going through college and I had no idea what I was going to do until the block came back and I was like, oh, that's right. There's editors and they make promos and stuff. And for me, I have a big announcement. Um, on May 15th, I'm going to be getting my diploma in college and graduating with the associates in applied science for uh, digital video and cinema production. Congratulations. Congratulations. Wow, that's awesome. Congrats, dude. So So happy for you, buddy. You're not taking my job. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I mean, I I guess that means you you qualify to come on, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, Arthur, what of all of your many memories related to tsunami, what what was your favorite? Uh, I would have to. Uh, if we're, I have two memories, uh, one from Cartoon Network and then one from Adult Swim. Um, the one from Cartoon Network would pass would be the spaces of the place promo because uh, I love the music and just the way they did that promo. It was just so perfect. And then for Adult Swim. Man, um, it would be the fall down seven times, get up eight uh, uh, speech, mm. which was really, you know, emotional for me because the um, army has saved me a lot. Uh, it saved me when I was a kid, and it saved me as an adult. Uh, back when Tsunami was back on a Cartoon Network, I got bullied a lot. And Toonami was the only thing that, you know, um, helped me through. And then um, in 2016, I lost my mom. Uh, She passed away from uh, cancer. And Toonami was airing, you know, some of the best stuff they had. And it it kept me. Sorry, if I get a little emotional, it kept me going. We're here for you. It kept me going going through the 
the toughest times I was going through. So I just want to say to the Tsunami crew and you guys, thank you so very much. Thank you. No, of course, dude. Like I completely understand because I was in those. I, I I have not lost my mother, but I understand what you were going through um, because I I've said literally this thing to to Jason. I'm sure he's heard it many times from not just me and but probably all of us in here through Twitter and all that stuff. Like tsunami saved a lot of us because it it gave us a place where we could be cool <laughs> and everybody was cool with us and it was. It was a place where you were. Um, it was a place where you were just like part of the conversation, and, and it was always at your level. We were never talked down to, and all that. Like it was always at your level, and you could be spontaneous and surprising and weird and just fun. And that's what I think tsunami uh, provides for a lot of people. Um, you know, which is why it's it's more it's it's less of a silly children's block. Um, yeah. Even though it is absolutely started as a children's block, and there's nothing wrong with you know kids WB Fox Kids and all those, but like there was something special about Toonami, and there's a reason why it's still on. So yeah, yeah. I, I get it. I absolutely get it. Yeah, and then of course meeting you guys at Mulcon was the best, yeah. including have uh, I think it was after one of the panels uh, we went to go eat dinner with the Toonami crew, which was the best time of my life. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, I forgot that you went with us on that. Yeah, yeah, we went yeah. to that. Uh, I think you snuck on that. <laughs> yeah, we did. He did. He did. He, he, did sneak yeah, in. he tagged along. I was like, you sneaky, sneaky guy. I was like, thank I was you like, guys. You. I was like, all right, we're just gonna take Arthur with us, I guess. All right. I remember we, that. Yeah, we took another person with us too. I can't remember who it was. Can't remember who, but yeah, there were there were a couple of people who snuck with us <laughs> who were not supposed to be there. Um, <laughs> but it was cool. I didn't, you know. I, well, I talked. The reason being was because Adult Swim was supposed to pay, and they they ended up not doing that because there were too many people. <laughs> yeah, my, they my did pay for drinks. They did pay for drinks. Okay, my Adult Swim was cool for that. They did pay for drinks. When, um, Sketch, CJ, V-Lord, myself, and then we had Daniel, who, who was at Toonami Squad now, and um, your sibling, we did the escape room for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yes! Oh my gosh. We, we, that was so that much was, fun. That was such a blast. It was so We got silly. so close. We did not escape, because at some point, like, the clues just unraveled and stopped making sense, but we started off really strong. CJ took charge, and we were like, alright, we're doing this, and we are doing really well, and then, and then it completely devolved, we didn't escape, but we had a blast. Like, every, all of us each were a character, and just being really silly and not to be JoJo's. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, I've met CJ at the... It was in a, a con in Texas. I can't remember what it was called. Up in the, oh, oh. Acon. Acon, yes. Yeah, yes. that was fun. I'm not going to lie, though. As much as I miss you guys, I don't miss cons as much. I was going to say, like... I knew you'd say that. Yeah, I mean, I'll wear a mask so they won't have to worry about it, but I, like, <laughs> let me just say personal space is a nice thing. <laughs> the thing is, I, I think if we took AX out of the equation, we'd enjoy cons a lot more. Probably. I, I miss the, the... Yeah, I enjoy the 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 more than AX. And the people I want to meet, but other than that, like, yeah, I don't really miss going to cons that often. <laughs> I know, I miss my <laughs> friends. I, I miss like, the people on this call. Programming is yes. Off. 
And then there was one year where we went, uh, did laser tag at Momocon. Yes! Yeah, I remember that. That was fun. Yeah. Laser tag. That was great. Dorel awesome. treated the doll of us. I, did I, I don't remember. Did we win or were we lost? I don't it was, I think it was your team lost. that won. Yeah. Dorel's team. Won? Yeah. Well, well with Dorel, Paul, the whole podcast crew. That's okay, the, so it was the podcast team that won. Okay, yeah. that's what you yeah. gotta do. That's what cons are like. What makes a con fun is kind of the spontaneity, be in the moment. Like, like I keep telling, I keep telling CJ he's not enjoying it because he's purposefully trying to make it work instead of playing. You gotta play at a con, which is all yeah. Hero does is play. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I play enough. You don't even feed yourself at cons, you goof. I do. Okay, that's more of a meme than anything. I, like that's not. That's kind of just a running gag. More than that, it's more than a meme. It's definitely it. more than a meme. It's a it's a mm-hmm. lifestyle. V Lord, you even adopted it for one con. I, I did. Feel like I walked into something that I don't understand. <laughs> it's it's nothing not bad. It's nothing bad. I generally like to fill myself not on. Uh, food during conventions i like to go to panel to panel to panel to panel like i just want to keep going because i won't get to see those oh uh, i can i can contest i can i can vouch for that yeah, yeah so here. i'll eat once everything's done for the day and then sometimes i'm like you know what i could just go to sleep and so i just go to sleep i will uh. say i did go for a record at anime boston and it wasn't because i wanted to it was after a while i was like okay now let's see how long i can actually go and then I, I found out. I think I don't miss uh, covering cons. Like, I had a great time at Otacon when I was pressed for that and, and a few others. But, like, I don't think I could do I'm old as fuck now, man. Like, I don't think I could do the rat race anymore. <laughs> I'm just running from panel to panel and just like, I gotta write this down. I'm just like, I'm fucking old. I'm old. I'm a, I'm 34. Going to turn 35 in September. Well, I'm 84. The benefit of having... Such I feel a like large you're not 84. Now, having a bunch of us is that we can do these cons and like we can split up all the work and it can be more fun. Because the last time when we did AX, I mean, yeah, we had a couple hitches, but like we were able to to sort of multiply and and take on you know a lot of these cons. Like I was at Right Stuff and someone else went to Viz and everything. And and actually, I I, I think. Now that the TsunamiFaithful.com crew has grown and we have, like, a bigger staff, we can now, you know, tackle these challenges and enjoy them some. It was just me and Jim, I think, the first con we went to, which was Otacon, if I'm not mistaken. Or I might be Yes. I think think Momocon was actually our first con. Uh I think Momocon was our first con because Momocon was our first con. Okay. Yes. Well, Momocon, we had a very clear goal, so like we got to endure ourselves. We were yes. there to cover the Toonami panel and interview the Toonami folks, and that's it. Like done. Otakon was a totally different beast because there was Shinichiro Wasabe, I think Daisato was there, like there was a whole bunch of stuff all happening at the same time. And we were trying to interview these people and like really get our foot in the door because we were kind of competing with Anime News Network at the time. Um, and it was just me and Jim. And I, unlike Anime News Network, where they just have a bunch of writers, they don't have a video team, or at least back then they didn't. We were very like, we need to be video because video is very different. And yes. we need to do audio. We need to do as much as possible as we can on this uh, site. 
that's going to differentiate us from from our our basically competitors and that uh i could definitely only do that back then i cannot do that now because i would need i would need a, a few people to help me out with gear <laughs> at this point like <laughs> As as small as my kit has gotten, it's not that big anymore. I would still need help at this point because it's just like trying to edit all that and trying to get it all done, like out the door immediately. Like, kind of, I don't know how I did it back then because I don't think I could do it now. Yeah, I mean, I can. I remember the struggle when we were putting out the panels for Adult Swim. That was, I, I could see him looking at me like. This is murder. <laughs> I remember we were we finished drinking with the Adult Swim crew. It was very they were very nice and they they invited us out. And we had drinks. Yes, together. they did. It was great. And then I went back to uh, this was the second time we did MomoCon. Yes, and I went back to the room to edit the panel because I had all the footage, and I was like, I'm super fucking wasted. There's I can't edit, and that yes, was I remember I that. I remember that. Sober. Like. Can't be high, can't be can't be drunk. Like I need to be stone cold sober to edit. Period. Uh, so I'm like, I think I was like, Paul, go get me water. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was and curl. so shit faced. I was. I looked, I looked at Jose and I'm like, dude, are you okay? I like to think of it this way. It's like, I need to edit, but also like, I literally can't like, cause it won't make sense in the morning. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But speaking, (laughs) speaking of, speaking of Momocon and getting drunk, remember, remember the first time, like it was me, you, Darrell, I want to say, I don't think Jim was with us at that point. There was somebody else. No, Jim was. Oh, was he with us at that point? Yeah. So we we all went down to that one that one thing on the on the bottom floor. Yeah, the tea. And like the, the I don't think it, no, that wasn't the tiki bar. It was something else. Um, oh, and like Darrell just Darrell just like downed all this alcohol in front of us. He had the barrel. That's from the the. Tiki well, no, that that from was later Vicks. on. That's what it's called. Yeah, in, Trader Vicks was later that around. day. Trader Trader Vicks was later in the con, but the that first day that we got there and we met. Remember when he had he like he drank like a bottle of I can't even remember what it, what it was and then he took a shot and me you and and Jim and everybody were looking at him like uh okay are you all right <laughs> yeah I mean I, I, I Darrell drinks <laughs> yeah I know <laughs> well now you're used to it yeah he was always he, I mean I don't I don't want to talk about him as if he's dead he just always is and was um like just very willing to drink. Uh, yes. He was also very protective when he drank as well. Oh, yeah. so, like, he made sure nobody would mess with us, uh, which was quite nice of him. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was. Yes. He'll listen back to this and laugh. <laughs> no, he, 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 he always had our, he always does have our backs. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I hope he gets to come out to Atlanta one of these days because I, I can't get out of the city right now. Um, so he should my southern brother who should come over <laughs> see like i miss cons especially because cons are really the only place that i cosplay like i live in a really rural area and we have a very small cosplay community that's starting to it's bigger than it was when i first started 12 years ago but it's still really tiny and it's not the same experience as going to like a larger area right right but there's a part of me that's like i've been gone for two years and i'm almost 30 am i just gonna like not connect with the kids when I get back. 
Am I going to be what this tired mean? old lady <laughs> and all these like 16 and 17 year olds in cosplay? And I'll be like, hey, hello, Hi. fellow kids. And I totally relate. Don't worry. Yeah, you. You'll always be older. Uh, and she she cosplays and she connects with people just fine. Like She gets stopped. Uh, we, again, we just did KatsuCon and she gets stopped for um, uh, like pictures in her big boss cosplay and shit like that. So, yeah, of course. Like, I just love partying with other anime fans. Like, that's something I will never ever get to do except at a con, you know? And yeah. it's something I don't want, I wouldn't go out and want to do that on a weekday. So, like, that's my opportunity to just let loose, have a few drinks. Like on just like be wild with other anime fans, and it's fantastic. Yeah. I spent like three hours playing Uno with like fifty people one at the Steins <laughs> Gate after party. I got super hammered, and it was amazing. Oh no! It was amazing. Oh no! Not I that think time. some of those days are kind of behind me at this point. But yes, I understand. <laughs> I totally feel that scene from. But well, Jose, she brought a standee into my in, in my hotel room, and it scared the fuck out of me. Oh God! That... <laughs> oh God! I want to play I rock so paper frightened. scissors. <laughs> I want this cutout playing rock paper scissors, and I was like, "Well, shit! What do I do with this?" So I brought it back to the room, <laughs> and then, and then like CJ wakes up, and there's this cutout, and like he doesn't say anything to me. He got up later for a concert, and he's like, "Kuro, what what is the cutout doing in our room?" <laughs> I left it in the hotel room. <laughs> it was really weird. No, I'm, sure, I'm sure the cleaning staff uh, had a pleasant surprise when they, when they went in there. Hey, no, I, I, left a, I left a good tip. <laughs> I wouldn't even call it a tip. And listen. Well, no, no, no. I left, I left an actual tip as well. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But Celia, you won't have to worry about being able to connect with the kids. You have Genshin cosplays, apparently, so you'll be fine. That oh, is true. That is true. I would like, yeah, well, I I love, I've been avoiding Genshin Impact for, like, the past two years. And then <laughs> CJ is like, hey, look at these characters. They're really cool. And I'm like, I'm not going to play. I'm not going to play. And then I finally caved because Raiden Shogun's banner was coming up. And I'm like, okay, I need to earn enough Primo gems so I can pull for without dropping any actual money. Um, so I really want to cosplay Raiden Shogun once I'm once I'm going back to cons because yeah, I love just her. Too. All the, all the as kids well. know Genshin Impact. You'll you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we're like if- cosplaying Bash the Stampede, where like the thirty-year-old <laughs> will go Bash. You know that's. <laughs> well then like yeah. i cosplay macross almost exclusively um because cheryl gnome is my favorite character and she has like a bajillion outfits so it's really easy to do without actually noticing it that you're only cosplaying this one character um <laughs> so i'm kind of so i'm kind of used to that where like only like older fans will know who i'm cosplaying or like only a few people but it's mostly that i'm like oh no <laughs> am i gonna forget how to act because it's been so long you know, but but I do miss it because cons are where I've met a lot of like my dearest friends that I've been friends with for like over a decade. So I am looking forward to doing that again, which is meeting new people and leaving with new friends. Like that's the best part. Celia, Celia, please. You've already talked about us for so long. <laughs> I know. I still got to meet you guys in person. Like I met I met Sketch and CJ and and um, 
I met Vlor, but I want to meet Celia. I want to meet the rest of you. You know. Technically, we did meet Celia. She was at AX when we were there. She, I, I was at met. AX when you were there too, but I didn't get to see you, Kuro. I'm sad. I don't think I've met Kiro and Cecilia. Are you all oh. West Coast? Guys? I've no. I've met Arthur way too much. No, I I am on the East Coast. I'm close to West Coast. I'm I'm in Utah, yo. Yeah, but if we ever go to another Momocon, don't make me the human sacrifice again, Paul. (laughs) Oh no, no, no! You're always the human sacrifice. That's that's never gonna change. Right, everybody, shut up. The only place we'll be able to get all of us together, since half you don't even want to go to AX. (laughs) I mean, I have to go to Momocon. Uh, my my girlfriend, she's in LA. Transplant from from LA to here. Yeah, uh, she will no longer go to AX because it's just become too big. I yeah. was actually very disenchanted when I went to AX. I was expecting it to be something, and it was more of lines than it's anything a cluster else. of chaos and lines. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, and I've got a bad back, and they wouldn't let me sit down in line. It was great, and I would only go to all the networking things. That's it. I don't think I'd be interested in anything else. So. Um, and I'm sure Sketch will agree with me. We're coming up to about midnight here, and I'm oh god, I'm kind I'm of sorry. hoping that I'm kind of hoping that something's going to happen here on Adult Swim. But we have two new people who joined us in the in their right. Group. So I want to get them in on that, and then we will uh, jump on off of here. And by the way, if anybody's like jumped in and out of this live podcast, it will be up at some point, so you'll be able to hear the whole thing. I'm not editing it. I'm saying that right now. (laughs) There's no editing it. There's no editing it. You just put it up because it's fine. I'll do it. Fuck it. (laughs) CJ, you handle handle the the interview. Oh, maybe I can edit it. Oh! (laughs) The legend has arrived. Yes! Amp Ren has returned from the grave. (laughs) (gasps) More like return from KOF 15 hell. Yes. Yeah. I need also you joining us. The data monkey. Hi. Hi. Hello. I've just been sitting here listening to you guys talk like the last five minutes. I was just kind of curious to where the conversation was going to go. I yeah, have no sorry. idea where anywhere. it's going to go. It can go anywhere, Colt. We've, uh, we've officially hit everyone is here status. <laughs> yes. I feel like, uh, no, we're missing yet. Sakaki and Marion. We are. That's true. I mean, I can call Marion if you want. I haven't heard Marion in a while. <laughs> I know. I miss them. I might actually. I do too. Because I overstayed my welcome. Uh, <laughs> oh, but I just never, got call. It's been never. such a long time. Though I well, am surprised I you stuck around as long as you did. Like, oh shit, I have to work. <laughs> I know. I, gotta, I actually have to I work have tomorrow. tomorrow. So long. Oh. No, no, Jose, you can't leave. Go. You can't Jose. leave, Jose. My brain. My brain hurts. It's been so long, Jose. I am working on a tsunami show, so that's really fun. But uh, I do have to deliver the trailers for that. So, yeah, shit. Aww. Former tsunami show. It's not on tsunami. Um, so hopefully you'll see that soon. Um, can't, wait. can't say which company it's for. Oh well. Oh well. That's a could sweet be discotheque. Could you be Biz. Could be Funimation. Could be Sentai. Could be uh, Crunchyroll. Which is it won't be Funimation anymore. It can't be Funimation anymore. anymore. <laughs> It's oh yeah, it's not fun. It's, it's crunchy guys. It's crunchy. A whole kettle of fish. <laughs> it's all no, fun, no, so. it, it's just crunchy roll because we we all know that Funimation is going to die a slow, painful death, and the move that I don't think anyone saw coming. I will I'm sorry, call slow. It it's already gone. 
You yeah. call it dying. I call it getting absorbed Majin Buu style. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's accurate. Yeah, yep. yep. I didn't think it happened already. I, I thought that was still in process. <laughs> it's happening. I mean, already speaking over. of, they just got Dragon Ball. So, I mean, it's yeah, they've done. they've moved a bunch of Funimation titles to Crunchyroll and it's available Dubs. with premium membership. So. Uh, yeah. I knew that part. I, I just thought that Funimation as, as a name still exists. I, 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 thought, I thought it was like, it, it's the slow vampirification into Crunchyroll when I thought it'd be the other way around. I, I think we all thought it'd be the other way around. I sure did. I didn't really think it would. Mostly because like, they've really, like, I was kind of surprised that they merged back together again. <laughs> like, for obviously the first time was a partnership, not being owned by the same company. But like, they have established themselves as two separate like offerings for anime fans that I was like, all right, they'll probably exist on their own. And maybe some of the smaller companies will get eaten up by them at one point. Never did I expect them to become one being like that caught me by surprise. Yeah. I, oh yeah. No, that, that definitely surprised me when that by, was announced. By the way, they did write an article about the Toonami 25th anniversary, basically saying if it wasn't for Toonami, there would be no country. Well, Yep. Nice. And now Crunchyroll owns the anime world. Yep. Indeed. And now Crunchyroll the owns the anime. The technically win. Nineties <laughs> <laughs> Disney now for like anime. Uh, and the pirates <laughs> shall inherit the anime. <laughs> well, thanks so much for joining us, Jose. Yeah, I got. I really do. Have Glad I got to talk to you again, Jose. It's been Love too you, long. Man. See you, Jose. Bye, Jose. Bye. Miss you, brother. Bye, Jose. Bye. Oh, that but was a little, bit, that little was bit of chance to talk to Jose. Oh well. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Amp Ren, share share your favorite tsunami memory. Do I have to just pick one? Because uh, <laughs> I mean, you could lightning round it. Go for it. Just lightning round it because I only got maybe one at the top of my head right now. Okay. So, um. I guess really quick one, one that I didn't get to talk about a lot, but um, the Mad Rhetoric promo, that one just kind of changed my life. Like everyone loves the Dreams promo and for good reason, because it's amazing. But like the Mad Rhetoric promo is what directly got wanted me to make start making AMVs and stuff. So if that pro- if I, if I like never watched that promo, you guys probably wouldn't have met me for that reason. So, yeah, that's a that's a big one right there. Well, thank goodness that promo exists. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Uh, I don't hear that one talked about a lot, too. I love that one. It's a banger, man. Yeah. It's so good. Like, seriously, it's so underrated. Like, nobody talks about, especially the pacing of it, how it starts kind of slow and atmospheric, but then as it goes on, it just gets angrier and angrier and more action-oriented. It's so amazing. Like, it's a fucking masterpiece. I'm going to be hyped just talking about it, man. Oh, I'm going to go rewatch it. Yes. <laughs> Like in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going back to it after this. <laughs> yeah. Well, what else? Uh, let's see. What else? Um. I mean, the music you do. You've done music for this podcast. You know. I'm sure the true. music must must have some kind of good memory. That. Not just the podcast. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Yeah. Hint, hint. Plug. <laughs> Plug, plug, plug. <laughs> sir. Yeah, like, yeah, the music, of course, it's, uh, it's what got me, got me onto electronic music. It's like the main reason I like drum and bass along with Ape Escape. So like, 
like all those different sounds and also just that one night they played a uh, interstellar four or five put me on the daft punk mm. Mm. yes and they also put me on the gorillas oh I you're mean, not the just... things they put on to both you're not the only one yeah. they put me on the gorillas i even got fortunate was fortunate enough to go see a gorillas concert live oh man yeah yeah, just Tanami just put me on a whole entire laundry list of artists. Like, like of course, you know, Joy Boyd Vigil, Pelican City. Then you oh. also got, like, like I said, Daft Punk Gorillas. There's and then there's uh, Run the Jewels, which Jason DeMarco was responsible for putting together, which was insane for me because, thank because you, as Jason. a hip hop fan, like as a hip hop fan, I knew who LP was and I knew who Killer Mike was. Never in a million years what I thought those two. Would like join a group, would form a group, and like Run the Jewels Two is still one of my all-time favorite albums. Two and four are both amazing. Let's see what else did Tanami put me on? Uh, TNGHT, Rusty, uh, Hudson, Mohawk, Tobacco, like just so many artists that Tanami and Adult Swim would just introduce me to, and it absolutely changed my entire like musical spectrum, especially how <laughs> I make music. I could just hear Jason like, like to himself, like, yes, finally, someone's mentioning the music. He's loving it. If he ever listens to this. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And Colt, what about you? <clears throat> I mean, uh, honestly, probably just like seeing Sailor Moon in the original promos the first time. Because it was basically something that I had never seen before, especially since I was at that point in time a diehard Cartoon Network fan. So the idea of a um, alternative animation setup was like really it 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 was something that that had piqued my interest, especially since you had a bunch of the older cartoons alongside of it with the Cartoon Roulette. So you had like old Humongoids and Birdman and stuff, and then when they finally started getting like the more uh, airing more toward the Japanese animation. That was th- th- that was the point when it introduced me to something that that I would never have expected to air on stuff like that. And then it just kept growing up more and more. And yeah, you know, seeing Sailor Moon and all that shit, just the magical girl hype and everything else. Who's your favorite Sailor Scout? Jerry. Yay. Is that Mercury? It's yeah, about Jupiter. Mercury, Jupiter was Mercury is a good answer. I mean, I probably would have said Mercury would be my answer too. Mercury and Mars, but I think I preferred Mercury more. Mercury, Jupiter, top tier. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, love for the outer century. Jeez. Well, (laughs) well, they only ever aired one season. Well, it it was our our arc two or whatever, wasn't it? I mean, Pluto. But Neptune. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Pluto was one of the better ones. My favorite's still Saturn. Right? Like, she's, they're, so, they're all super cool. <laughs> what Mars if I just like them all? Which one's the blonde one that's gay? Is that Uranus? Yeah. 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 Uranus. Okay, yeah. Seen, yeah. Neptune. That, that, that's my other favorite. That's my, has, that's my other favorite. Has anybody seen the new dub for Seven Moon? I need yeah. to. This room. I own the first two seasons with that dub, and then the the first half of uh, Sailor Moon S, uh, and it's a good dub. I quite enjoy it. I know. Uh, uh, yes, uh, Erica Mendez is in that show. As I can't yes, remember. 
I can't remember the character she plays. Damn, I feel stupid. <laughs> Haruka, I think. Uranus. Okay. okay. Taylor Uranus. Yep. God, God damn it, Sketch. Why did what? you do this to me? It's <laughs> the night. <laughs> what? What did you do? We to gave you the option to leave whenever you wanted, buddy. I know, but yes, then we did. I was, was shit talking Celia, and then she showed up. <laughs> yourself well, into this you all your own fault. That's Listen. your fault. Well, so excited, and then he can't help himself. He's like, oh, I'm just staying here. I don't. You, you have FOMO, CJ. No, no, I miss out on everything, and I'm okay with it because That's I still have my Genshins. FOMO. No, you have your specific <laughs> FOMO. It's only related to like specific things, and this is one of the FOMO things. Maybe. But I was I was shit talking because I didn't realize who that was on Twitch, and then I'm like, oh, you're getting your ass in here, all right? <laughs> you have no choice on this now. Well, I mean, I saw a tweet that said that there was a live stream going on, so I was like, okay, I'll listen to it. And then she was taunting me with her I hand was. claps. I was, I was, and then I was teasing him on Twitter too. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way you're supposed to do it. Exactly. exactly. But then I just can't leave after I invited Celia in, as well as I invited Laser in. It'd be rude. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and then I showed up. And then Alien showed up, so I can't leave now. But and, it's then just I like, and then I showed up. And then Arthur, <laughs> and Cole, like everyone's here. It's a family reunion. Party. No. And we, being with it's you smashed. guys. Is one of the it best is, things. Oh my that God, we are smashed, Tommy man. Because <laughs> getting to know all of you guys, being friends with all you guys before mm -hmm. I even joined staff, I love you guys, man. Aww. It's a love. Come here, it come is here laser. Love. I'll give you a hug. Come I, here. Okay. Group hug, everybody. Hard hey, I have fond hug. memories of, of late night Splatoon two with about half of you guys. So, oh, we gotta do more of that. You do. Oh, well, there's Splatoon three guys. Oh, then I can. We can technically like advance us. Yes, we I can tell sus, you guys, guys this. We haven't sussed we in could. a while. Fabian's Sketch. losing his shit. I'm up for sussing. Let's go no sus. <laughs> what were you going to say, CJ? I actually have a good announcement. Oh. I'm taking a week off from work. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is this is breaking news. We should put this on Toonami News right <laughs> Get the bumper ready. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I haven't taken I haven't taken a day off from work in <laughs> over two years, and I finally was like, you know what? It's time. I'm, I'm, I'm putting, I'm putting this you, on buddy. my holidays right <laughs> congratulations if, if, we, we just need to get hold of jose and put it on cnn because it's breaking news listen we should do this we should do that it's like well i'll do the week that i'm not working finally yeah just, I'll, I'll do stuff with you next week man That'd yeah well no it's not next week it's the week after no, we two stuff, weeks from now I, I, yeah well we'll mark the calendars we'll stuff do stuff it is the 28th through the 4th, but I'm actually, like, taking some personal time for once. Good. I'm just I, Everybody I, give I, CJ I'm, all your articles so he has no free time. <laughs> oh, it's going to happen, too. Uh, it's so going to happen. And I'm going to write a referral article. And don't, like, who cares if we have a couple of grammatical errors in the editorials? <laughs> so, <laughs> CJ, you have a week off, that means you'll be prepared to go through my, like, complete breakdown of Yashahime 1 and seasons 1 and 2, right? I've been waiting for that for so long. <laughs> and how, like, how terrible they are. <laughs> it's fine if you give it to me. I mean, that's... Telling me. 
He's like, it's listen. so bad. Why do you like this? And I'm like, I don't listen. know. I can't explain it. I don't really listen. like it. I just kind of like it. You guys want to like do I'm fun stuff, which well, I'm totally down for. And I wanted to, like, I would love to do Splatoon again. I'd love to do Mungus. I'd love to do like random bullshit that's fun. Like, I, I'll play Pokemon with you guys. You know what I mean? Like, I'm fine. But it's like, oh, wait, I'll actually have free time coming up to do that. <laughs> I can't play Splatoon with you. I don't have a, a Switch. All right. I, time I for me to send you a Switch. You sent me gifts. It's time for me to send you a Switch. I love I have a Switch. I don't have a game. Nice. I do have two extra Switches lying around. Oh, no. Beloy! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, give her yeah, one. Yeah, give her one. Give her one of those in the mail. Celebrate. Like, like, Celebrate. Man's got three like whole Switches. You guys have loads and loads of money. You can just, like. No, it's not loads of money. It's loads of manga. There's a difference. That's why he's buried in manga. Yeah, he gets paid in manga. This is like the, jo- the ongoing joke we have, listeners, that the Lord, because he goes to all these cons and does all this fancy shit, and we're like, he's he his family is like big secret mafia money. <laughs> <laughs> Fun gross switch. The Illumi manga. So I was uh, looking at for responses to uh, the few attempts that we had to get some. Uh, Listener feedback and Luis Murillo, who is in the chat right now, he Woo-hoo. did send his. So I'm going to read that off. Um, so among his favorite tsunami moments uh, was uh, April Fool's 2018 because the block was seven hours long. That All was right. so that was pretty oh, epic. Yeah. That's awesome. The That's Japanese, the Japanese one. Japanese one, yes. That was a really good night. Yeah, the Japanese April Fool's was really fun. That was my favorite. Oh, right. Especially that, that, that the damn really movie. Good. Mind game? Yeah, yeah mind yes. game. That uh, movie was interesting selection of That's the best I movie that to one in the drunk. I watched that one drunk, so and I. I loved it. So <laughs> it was perfect to watch <laughs> drunk. I watch it makes me more sense when it came on, and it was awesome. <laughs> and looking forward, he thinks maybe... Uh, Uzumaki might take this top spot for him this year. Oh, I yeah. hope so. Uzumaki looks like it's going to be really fun. He, he, he Lord. must be really excited about the other new announcement from the, the suspense one. I am cool. I am actually hyper excited about Housing Complex C. Yeah. I mean, the fully yes. coolies to me are just More like... More horror. Okay. I mean, Housing Complex C to me was like, okay, you have my interest, you're doing this, and then Sketch goes, oh yeah, the the, uh, the writer's done VN. Now you really have my interest, because I like where it's going, but I hope it's not another Fena. Guys, breaking Please. news, Colt was excited about a Tsunami show. Breaking news, stop the press. Breaking, breaking news, news. breaking news. Tell me, <laughs> CJ took time off work. And Holt is excited about a show. What is <laughs> I this? was excited about Fena. I was excited about a lot of crap. I have it, like, hard bitched about a show legitimately since technically the One Piece announcement, and before that it would have, I want to argue, it was Boruto. We, we just love teasing you because... I know you love, love teasing me. I'm just making you. the clarification point here. I actually had to go back and look at that. I'm just like, okay, announcements, announcements, announcements. When was the last time I actually hard bitched since the One Piece announcement? Boruto. God damn, it's been that long? <laughs> V-Lord, you know how you say you're excited about Uzumaki? Yeah. When I'm uh, through with you, you're going to hate every minute of that show. Right. <laughs> From, like, gushing over its standpoint? I, I'm very worried now. Well, you're uh, going to be reviewing it, obviously. Oh, oh I mean, I like your editing, though. You guys are going to know, but I'm going to be on your show, butt so, to uh, make sure it's on yeah, top. Have fun. 
Oh, oh yeah, okay, that that will be scary. And uh, uh, like, as I told, just announced they're releasing the movie. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I as I told Laser, you are going to hate this. Disco Tech is releasing the Uzumaki live action film. Oh. Ooh. Oh yeah. From uh, I don't know how many years ago. Oh, early two thousands, <laughs> I think. Something Actually, like Paul, did um, yes. did anything happen on Adult Swim? Actually, I'm keeping an eye on it, but I haven't seen anything. I, oh, okay. I didn't do anything directly on the date, unless it would have fell like right on a Saturday. We're, we're probably going to see a lot of the 25th stuff probably coming on Saturday. Yeah. Well, but but Jason did say like he was they were doing something tonight apparently. So he might have meant just the announcements, but I just That's I was just wanted to make sure. Yeah, I mean, most of the time when it's like not exactly on the Saturday, they might do some announcements, but then like a lot of the bigger fluff. I figure most of those promos are probably going to re-air on, on on the block. On have Saturday. you have you guys talked about the the two night event where they have the total immersion event that's going to start this weekend? Oh, I'm um, yeah. honestly, I with it being a two parter, like. I could like like maybe the only things that I could see that being is it could possibly be the vindication comes back with the Tom slaves that were on it. But I just don't I'll be interested to see what they do with it just being a two parter. Well, um, maybe we'll get the uh, absolution uh, back from uh, being destroyed. That's or- that was another thing that I was thinking, too, is that it, it, it might be like the forge was making a new absolution. Because that's like the only other thing that I could think of is it's like, okay, we've been here long enough. Are we going to get another ship and then head back out into space again? What if we got got the old, old Absolution Mark one? That's what I thought it was. I thought it was going to be one of the... I thought it was going to be like a bunch of old Toonami stuff, like old Tom bodies, not like literally him, but, you know... Well, Obviously, if he did that, then like my first immediate call it would be is then why the hell was Swarm non cannon? <laughs> I don't. Well, hmm. we're not going to get into that, but I know um, it's going to be the triumphant return of Tom 4.0. <laughs> I would laugh my ass off if they at least had a reference. I need to that. it, Sketch. I need it. Again, also, we found Tom out never at least we found out some interesting stuff about favorite Tom models, which I found enjoyable. Yes, you're all really going to enjoy that interview with Steve and Dana. I can't wait. Oh. That sounds awesome. I'm, s- I'm so happy. Good. I'm so happy I've met Steve more than once. I haven't been able to do anything like that. I just want to go to a Momo Such Con a cool guy. I know. Like, I got I, a whole new job. I, CJ saw me one time. Uh, it was at MomoCon. <laughs> Only one time? But, <laughs> it was, but here, uh, he when I just met him a third time, I didn't even think he was going to remember me. And as soon as he saw me, he walked around the table and hugged me. And Aww. CJ saw me shaking. I was like, why the hell am I fucking shaking? <laughs> uh, but it was it was cool. Just know that Steve remembered me. Oh, yeah, he remembers. It's like Pepperidge Farms. They He remembers. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of immersion events, uh, uh, the other person that wrote in uh, rules Arceus on Twitter. They said the Forge was their favorite. And Forge yeah. certainly was interesting. Yeah. Forge was very interesting. That's a damn good one. It was. All right, it was, gang. It was super good. I yeah, hate to do this to you. I'm, I'm out. You better not. 
No. Go get no. sleep. Better not. Oh, alien said no. Okay, I'm here for another three hours. It's our uncapped subathon. Oh, man. I actually had a VTuber model. I would Even I wouldn't attempt that. We are coming up. Uncapped subathon. I'll have rewards too. Reward, if I if you sub for ten more hours, I get to just uh, make digs at Celia's taste in anime. Oh no! <laughs> for an entire hour. Wow. But I like. <laughs> Excuse me. All right. Like, so. Oh, no, 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 no. The Macross stuff? No, that's timeless. That's oh. that's good shit. Okay. I'm talking about the other shows. Uh, like what? Like what? Yashahime. <laughs> yeah. Really, I didn't mind Yashahime. Like At least Yashihime. season one wasn't that bad. I know, but it's not stand Yashahime. Listen, listen, like listen. It. This is the this is the way I razz her. I'm gonna see how much of a fan her. she is. Well, I mean, I've I've been Yashi. watching Attack on Titan. I hate the ever living crap out of that show at this point. <laughs> oh <laughs> wow! I'm actually a... gone from being kind of bleh about it to being like, oh, actually, this is pretty good. I'm enjoying. <laughs> I mean, I I can understand it, but there's just so many things at, at this point where I'm just kind of like, oh Jesus Christ, this is where we ended up. Okay, I mean. It's I, I, I was Aaron Yeager needs the Snickers, the show. <laughs> it's a train wreck, but it's a fascinating train wreck. <laughs> yes, yes, it's yes, a very fascinating. Yeah, yes, that is the exactly exact best way to is. define that whole thing. It's it, it's watching a train wreck and you can't look away. It's like yes. you know this is absolute horror, horrific crap. But I, I like I've already seen season one, two, three. May as well watch the fireball explosion. That's sad because. I didn't like season one that much. I didn't like season two at all. Season three had me completely. I loved it. And then season four quickly lost me. Well, because season three was basically, okay, we're doing a decent amount of crap with a bunch of the good side characters. Historia gets a really good moment with the whole like, hey, we're actually going to go into a little bit of the backstory behind what's going on with the royal family. How does it tie back into the characters? Then you go into the whole thing with the beast time, the big build that we finally get to the basement. And then it just turns into Nazis. And I'm like, and we couldn't have done this a season ago. And then you get, and then you start season four and it's about the enemy. And I'm just like, why are we going this way? You watch because you want to see like the car crash and have the road rage moment. Yes. Yeah. 100%. You're right. That is. Yes. No, like I I totally agree with that statement. You want to yell at the screen, which I do. Yes. I watch it. Like, I just actually, guys, I really, I actually, really, really have to go. Uh, I have to take my dog. He is uh, barking, so he probably has to go to the bathroom. Okay, Doug is a love you guys. Goodbye. Gotta go. I love you all. Attention to the doggo. Goodbye, CJ. Peace. for being here. So I don't know about you, Sketch, but I, I think we're coming up here on a good time to end this. Yeah. 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 Three hours is is good. Yes, it I'm is. just it's I, I want to thank all of you for coming on this. It means so much to me that we could all share this together. I think. Oh, thank you. I think this is just thank fantastic. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you guys. Thanks for inviting me last minute. Yeah. Ask this last minute question. Uh, did you guys get any info about the next Jason DeMarco interview? Or is that still like in flux? I don't know. Okay, just forget that. I mean, I mean, I'm the one to ask about that. <laughs> uh, we, 
<laughs> at this point, we don't get to ask Jason when we can interview him. It's more like, okay, I'll let you guys interview me now. <laughs> okay. He's a really busy <laughs> well, guy. No, no, it's, it's more... Say, he's pretty fucking busy. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's more... Yeah. If anything, we might be able to get Gil soonish. <laughs> nice. You know what, though? And no, Jason Jeff. Jason has become I... really good about being vocal about things that he needs to say about Toonami recently. So I, I don't, there's not a whole lot that I would want to ask him. Like, I'd love to have drinks with him sometime oh, in I'd, con. Oh, I'd be like, yeah, he's the most him. fun when you're doing so that. Yeah. Ask him for, yeah, I was I'm fortunate enough to do that with him. Drinks. And yeah, I know you snuck onto that. Um, yeah, like, I don't, sorry, I don't really, well. I wouldn't want to interview him, but if, if you were to con, um, I'd be like, let me buy you a drink. Let's just chill. Let's just have whiskey I mean, or something. I've I wanted to do that at a Momocon at some point for years. I just never had the money to. And now that yeah. I finally got my bloody embedded tester job with Raven Software, it's like, I actually have a half-decent paycheck but now. do you drink, Holt? <laughs> do you drink? Eh, every now and then. Okay. It's not really a thing, but it's it's like, if I'm eating, like, hot wings, yeah, I could go for because a part out. if you're in a con with Kuro, there's going to be alcohol involved. Just hey, I guess that means I'm going to be the so designated driver because I don't drink. Yeah, well, same I mean, here. I, but, uh, I, I, drink, like, but I, I don't like. I've only ever been drunk like twice in my life. Um, that's twice more okay. than okay. I mean, true. <laughs> I was drunk last week. All right, so I think we're going to get off of here. <laughs> what a way to end into madness don't at this miss. point. <laughs> By the way, Jeff, we're not going to edit this. This is live. Yeah. Why? Why would I edit this? This, I no, this is pure gold. There's this would no take editing. too long to edit. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, anyone that attempted to edit listening back to this for three hours, I don't think so. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. I mean, I'm the one that. editing. So no, no for editing purposes, it'd probably be like five hours. Yeah, um, if oh man it would be more than five it's at least twice as long as like it'd be at least six hours oh god for three hours yeah it takes so long I can, all right I can, and that's why i don't do it anymore i just like okay i'll snip out this i'll snip out this i'll snip out this i'll add music okay we're good oh god i <laughs> wish i had the pain to do that yeah but uh, um to go first on all yeah. this let me let me properly get us out of here real quick. Um, obviously, we can't go through everybody's socials because several people left. <laughs> yeah. But um, as far as the podcast goes, please do follow us on Twitter at Toonami Podcast and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Toonami Faithful Podcast. Uh, for those of you that tuned in live, thank you guys for listening. And for those of you that are listening to this, uh, as a recording and not live, thank you guys for continuing to listen to us all these years. And uh, don't worry, we have more to come, especially with it being 10 years of it being on Adult Swim. We have to celebrate that. Sorry, Jason, we're going to celebrate that. So, um, yeah. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for, well, today, because it was a great day to be a Toonami Faithful. So, Thank you, guys. Thank you for everybody that came on. But that's it for this episode of the Tsunami Faithful Podcast. Peace. We're out. Peace.